On today's episode of Titus and Tate, college basketball's back, Tate. That's yes. that's that's really it. The college basketball, we did it. I I I'm still sort of in a uh, I'll see it when I believe it mm-hmm. situation, but uh positive vibes only. College basketball is going to be on our television on Wednesday. I uh, I can't believe those. I, I don't know. It's what, it, what a it, long, it is, strange trip. It's been. <laughs> it is quite literally against all odds. Uh, I think that there are still people right now fighting to make sure that we do not get this Wednesday night. But like you said, it's positive vibes only. It is here. We're so close. Just get us there. Just, just get us once there. it starts, you know, it, it's rolling. The ball As is rolling. As a reminder. As a reminder, college basketball is the only major sport in this country that like sacrificed anything. Basically, that that we're the only sport that canceled the season, didn't come back and finish it, didn't you know every every other sport like NFL their sacrifice. Everyone else was, got closure except for yeah. NFL sacrificed was they lost three preseason games or something. <laughs> college football has lost nothing. They're just like uh-huh. keep it going, just yeah. full steam ahead. So it's been a long road. It's it's mm. it's. I have PTSD from uh, getting my hopes up about things and then having them dashed, and and I still think we're not entirely out of the woods yet. But positive vibes only. We're gonna get it done, um, and it's happening this week. So even we're just gonna we're gonna celebrate. That's what we're gonna do today. We have uh, we decided for our last preseason show because this is technically coming out on Tuesday mm-hmm. and the games start on Wednesday. Um, we are doing a preseason Duffy Awards. Because one of the things that the, the mainstream media certainly won't talk about this, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. one of the things that we lost by having college basketball canceled was the Duffies last year, Tate. Yep. This, this year, this spring. We did not do a Duffy Awards on the program. And uh, the people were not happy about that. And listen, uh, that's the way it goes. We, we, it's, just, it's just the way it goes. So everyone else does preseason awards before the mm-hmm. season. We have not done that yet. So let's hand out some awards. Let's book preseason. Yeah. And for the new listeners here, the Duffy Awards are our version of the Grammys. This is not the pop singer Duffy. There will be no mercy here. We are going to let people think what we think about what happened in college basketball. We have our own categories. Uh, We make up our own categories every single year. And uh, as you know, it's good guys, bad guys. Coach K will be mentioned. We got press Mm -hmm. conference of the year. We got excellence in journalism. We got all the good things coming. So I can't wait. That is it. That's on the docket. We are doing our official preseason Duffy Awards and celebrating the return of college basketball. But first... Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, Tate, before we dive into the Duffies, uh, the preseason Duffies here, news and notes, everything's canceled, everyone has COVID, and Auburn is not playing in the 2021 tournament. All right, college basketball is back. <laughs> now that we got that out of the way. Uh Man, I, uh, in all seriousness, how are we feeling? Are we feeling yeah. all right? The last time that we did a podcast, or I should say the last time, the, the last time that you and I laughed really hard was when Bruce Pearl was in a roadside ditch and he looked at America <laughs> in the face on national TV on ESPN during the draft and said, character counts, uh, not some odd, you know, not even a week later, basically. Uh, the character <laughs> has been counting and he sees that the cards are not in his favor and he needs to go ahead and get this handled he needs to get you know ahead of the ncaa and you know self-imposed bans you and i both know this it is a very strategic way mm-hmm. to basically manipulate uh the 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 rules that you have broken so that you can take your punishment but also take it a year when you're not as good so mm-hmm. that you can you know thrive in another season like this year kate cunningham in oklahoma state they're like just we'll take the ban next we'll year. take the ban next year we, all we're, we're not so great yeah. this year they're yeah. like we'll take it this year we'll take it this year yeah <laughs> 
That's Georgia story. Tech tried to take it last year. That, that worked, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it worked. That worked. Like it worked, I, but we didn't have a tournament. So that's what I'm I don't saying. Know if it Georgia Tech. Not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Does it count? Does Georgia Tech count? I never actually I think like, followed up. I think on it that. does. I think it definitely. I think that is Josh that's, That is all time self imposed ban play right there the josh yeah. pastner pulled off kudos to him for that yeah it's uh i positive vibes only we're gonna have a season it's going to happen this week uh we're, we're doing but man the the chatter we'll say mm. the the uh the narratives the themes the whatever that are coming out of college basketball I, the, the the reason to be optimistic though a lot of this same stuff was happening with college football and mm-hmm. College football, as we can see, is running very smoothly. <laughs> Can't even say it with a straight face. Yeah, yeah. You just start laughing as you say that. Yeah, there, there are no bubbles. There are no controlled environments. I I'm mean, just, a lot of people are, are pointing fingers at the NCAA. I'm going to say this, enough. and then we're, I swear we're going to do positive vibes only. We're going to get to the Duffies. I just want to – part of the positive experience is dumping the negative out, so then that mm. way you have it out of your soul, mm-hmm. and you can have only positivity within. So I'm yes, going to dump yes. this out, and I'm going to say – that I swear to God, I will go postal if if, <laughs> if every sport comes back. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, as I said at the top, college basketball, the only sport that, like, really sacrificed anything. We're the only sport that if you go to the Wikipedia page, it says, like, champions. Mm-hmm. It just says none, COVID-19 mm-hmm. pandemic. Mm-hmm. All the other mm-hmm. ones are like, Dodgers. Lakers. <laughs> Lakers. Uh, everyone, uh, yeah, lightning. <laughs> we did it. Uh, college basketball's like, we don't know. We, you know, I Obi guess Kansas, yeah, Obi Toppin, maybe. Uh, Michigan State was pretty good, right? Who knows? So then, you know, the pandemic, uh, uh, rages on throughout the summer. Everything's looking mm-hmm. like it might get better, whatever. Like, football's like, we're, we'll just, well, if, if, if COVID tries to stop us, we'll just we'll tackle it. Yeah, we'll yeah, tackle yeah, it. Yeah, You're yeah, like, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. Is that how it works? So they're charging along. I, I again, this I'm getting the negativity out so I can be positive. Mm. Tate, I I fear that come January, like pretty much as cl- soon as the clock hits zero on the Super Bowl, that's in February, right? Mm-hmm. As soon as the clock hits zero in February on the Super Bowl, uh, <laughs> the powers that be, the government, they shut it down again. Yeah. They shut it down. They look around. They're like, oh my god, what an outbreak we have going on. We got to shut everything down. Yeah. College basketball loses again. We, we cancel again, and then the vaccine comes out in July, and everything's <laughs> fine, and then football picks right back up, <laughs> and we lose two tournaments. All yeah. right, I said it. I just wanted to put it out there uh, because I, I don't know. And, and then college about. basketball is officially dead because they've, they've already God told us it. that if there is no NCAA tournament <laughs> this year, that you can just kiss a goodbye. I, uh, I like to That's think that the world that we're living in is if you've seen Making the Band – Whenever the the studio keys were taken away and Diddy had to shut down the studio, that was <laughs> that's what I feel like COVID is for college basketball. I'm just waiting for Diddy to shut down the studio and whatever errand they need us to run to make things stay and go, I'll we will it. do it. You know you what I mean? We, we will. Yeah, yeah. All right, let, let's 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 have some fun. Let's uh, right. as I said, forget about that. We'll deal. We'll cross that bridge when we come mm-hmm. to it. Like like all the college athlete, uh, the college athletic directors and, and administrators and whatever. We're just gonna kick the can down the road. We'll mm-hmm. deal with it. <laughs> yeah, it's the NCAA day. model. We were right just like, now, yeah, we're waiting for March. Yeah. Right now, the season is back on Wednesday, uh, and we have not done – we've done a lot of previews. Go back and listen to those folks if you have not. We did like over eight hours of, of previews. Uh, tons, tons of content there to listen to if, you, if you're lost, <laughs> if you uh, have no idea what to expect this season. Go listen to that. We, we Yeah, we, the final show, an hour and 60 minutes, not two hours. A lot of the haters were getting point. mad at us that were saying that it's too long. They can't handle it. Please make yeah. it at least under two hours. And guess what? We delivered. Final show, final episode of the preview. 
but that's here nor there. We had the Duffies, and uh, this is the first time we've ever done a preseason Duffy. So this is all speculation. This is all fun and fodder, and I think it actually is going to make the show even more fun. And then when we do the real Duffies, we can look back at our preseason. Yeah, Duffies we can see how. Yeah, yeah. And check the yeah. tape. Yeah, everyone else is handing out preseason awards. Why can't we? Mm. So uh, that's mm. what we're doing today. Again, as Tate said, if you're new to the to the program and you're not sure what the Duffies are, just uh, yeah, we don't need to explain it. It's awards. And then use, your, <laughs> use your imagination. Uh, <laughs> all you right, so. We are starting with our coach of the year. These, these mm. again, are our preseason picks. Uh, so a lot of speculation goes into these picks. A lot of like, I see the season working out this way. I think this mm. guy's going to win the Duffy at the end of the year. Um, I'll let you go first, Tate. Yeah, so I uh, I told you this. We had our categories written out. You texted me last night. You were like, I think this is our, our list of categories. I'm like, good, good by me. Let's, let's go through this. And I wrote them all down on a sheet of paper. And I said, first thing that comes to mind, coach of the year, I wrote it down. And then in my head, all I saw was a comb over. I saw like a little bald spot at the top. And I saw a little, you know, sheepish grin as he looked at his Baylor team. And I saw Scott mm-hmm. Drew. And uh, I saw a Koi band being the Koi, the coach of the year. I saw the Baylor Bears, maybe not reaching the mountaintop, but reaching the number one spot, holding on to the number one spot, making a nice little run this year, getting the respect of America. The respect. I think the respect. And uh, that was the first name that I saw in my head, Scott Drew. So that would probably be my pick. But my okay. number two, the one with my gut, the one that I that I feel in my loins and my you're soul. You're making a number two with your gut. I like where you're this, going this, this. Yeah, head and gut. <laughs> this is the gut pick. Rick Barnes, uh, Tennessee. Um, I think that they're going to overachieve based on the prognosticators, well, right? And, uh, and and so those are my two picks. Well, number one, 1A is Scott Drew. This is interesting. 1B, Rick Barnes. This is interesting because uh, my pick, I'll just get out of the way and then I'll do mm. some uh, explanations <laughs> as to why later. Tom Izzo is my yep. pick. Yep. And the three coaches that we've mentioned, Tate, have, mm. have been – have tested positive for COVID in the last. Yeah. Week. What is going on? What, what, do you think there's something to that? Do you think whoever is ultimately named coach of the year is mm. going to have to overcome this adversity is going to have to test positive. We're going to look back on it and be like, he had to deal with the pandemic head on. Uh, that was, you know, do, do you think there's that? Because part of the reason I picked Tom Izzo, um, mm. I think when you're picking coach of the year, not just for the Duffies, but for any award, uh, what is, what is the most prestigious? Is it the NABC? Is it the Naismith? Is it the, I don't even know. NABC think, is the oldest, right? I, I think the NABC is the oldest, but I think the Naismith AP coach has, of the year. Yeah, who yeah. the hell knows? God, we need we Anthony Grant was the coach of the year last year, and I feel and like everything, when, right? Yeah, and everything. Yeah. But I feel like when it got announced, it was the AP. So maybe we'll, we'll give credit to the AP there. So point is, when you're giving out these coach of the year awards, um, narrative is important. You need mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. some sort of, and 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 all, oftentimes it's some adversity that that a guy's faced throughout the 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 season, whatever. Uh, also, I think you have to either your team has to be either better than people expected, which is your pick with Tennessee, Rick Barnes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or you have to be an absolute juggernaut, which yep. is, I think where you're going with, with Scott Drew, where it's like, if, if you're just the best team in the country if, and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, if Gonzaga's undefeated, say Mark Few's winning coach of the year, you know, like mm-hmm. that's just how it's going to work. So I like Tom Izzo because he's got the narrative. He's, he, 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 had COVID himself. He, he, it looks like he's back now, right? Isn't that the word we got to yep, know that he's yep, back? Yep, yep, he's back in practice. Uh, he lost Cassius Winston and Xavier Tillman, two anchors of his program. Cassius Winston certainly is like, you know, the, a Mateen Cleaves, Draymond Green type of like son to Tom Izzo. So like he's mm-hmm. now, this is his first season without him. Michigan State has picked fourth in the Big Ten. So I think everything, the stars have aligned where if Tom Izzo can get a share of the Big Ten title this year, every, the, the narrative around how he pulls that off is going to be like, wow, what a job that Tom Izzo did to get these guys here 
in this moment as Big Ten co-champions <laughs> with like seven other teams probably is what it's going to end up being. So I think that's but, – but my short list was like Tony B- Tony Bennett, Jay Wright, Mark Few, I, I think are the usual suspects, right? Like every mm-hmm. single year, they got to be candidates. I was going to say Tony Bennett is one of those guys that if, uh, if the Virginia Cavaliers are who all the Sam Hauser fans believe that they will be and they, yeah. you know, dominate the ACC, win the regular season – I feel like Virginia is going to be seen as a team that overachieved, even though they are, you know, ranked so high in the preseason polls. And obviously teams, you know, or, you know, fans and media respect them and value them. But if Tony Bennett takes his team and wins the ACC regular season, I feel like there is a chance that we get the Tony B momentum. Yeah. And everyone's the, like, the issue, this is our issue, guy. This is the face of college basketball. The issue with Tony Bennett and with Mark Few. And it, maybe style. Jay Wright. Like, well, yeah, that too. But, uh, <laughs> They they've already won. Haven't they all won recently? Haven't they mm-hmm. already been like? It, it does feel like a retread. And I think I think people that vote on this stuff like like news stories. Like Scott yeah. Drew. Scott Drew's never won a National Coach of the Year award of any kind. That's mm-hmm. add that to the list of things he's never won. <laughs> he's never been named National Coach of the Year by any anybody. So that would be <laughs> a new pick. I think people will get excited about voting for that guy. Uh, Tony Bennett. They? Like, That's the question. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, well, it Tony Bennett won it two years ago. Yeah. Like, I think you're kind of like, oh, we've already been here. Do we want to do it again? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mark Few, same sort of thing. That's why if Mark Few wins it, it's because Gonzaga is like undefeated, basically. And they were just yeah, yeah, yeah. wire to wire number one or something. Is there a dark horse pick like a Fred yes. McCaffrey, like someone that can well, just come? Yeah. Fran McCaffrey, in my mind, is is behind the eight ball because he has the best player in the country on his team. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to look at that and be like, you're not good. You just have a good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have a couple dark horses. One okay. is Brad Underwood. Wow, that's a good one. I like I like the idea because he has narrative on his side. Like I mm-hmm. said, like it's it's th- this is a problem with Cronin, by the way. Cronin would be on my list, but I think Cronin's year was last year. I think mm-hmm. Cronin does not have the narrative on his side. I think Cronin mm-hmm. was climbing the mountaintop. He got there last year in the eyes of the media, and now, now he has UCLA, expectations. Now yeah. he has expectations. Exactly, he's mm-hmm. picked to win the Pac-12. Whatever. Uh, Brad Underwood is on the climb. And I know Illinois is, is top 10 preseason team, but he's still, this is the year that Brad Underwood gets to the mountaintop. All I see in my head right now is like a Monday night football graphic or like a Fox <laughs> yeah. football graphic where it's like Brad Underwood, like climbing yeah. up a mountain yeah. and they show like all of his wins at different locations as he's grown up over they the commissioned years. commissioned it and- for $175,000. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> like, what is this? The other, th- This is my ultra dark horse, like ultra, mm. ultra ridiculous not going to happen but if you're an absolute degenerate you want to throw a little you want to throw five rick stansbury please say yeah it. yeah uh jared haas oh jared haas would be my yeah, ultimate Stanford. like Isaiah williams is as good as advertised the pac-12 is is you know the pac-12 can get a little wonky we'll say mm-hmm. from time to time stuff mm-hmm. happens out, out, out here <laughs> on the west coast that uh if suddenly you look up and stanford if stanford has the year say that like ucla had last year and stanford's like right there in the pac-12 title hunt Jared Haas. That's, that's all I'm saying. Just throw $5 yeah. on him. If you're a, if you're a degenerate looking to make $10,000, it's probably what you make on those. Hey, I was going to say there's another, uh, out on the West coast. Bobby Hurley is another guy mm-hmm. that has a young mm-hmm. freshman, Josh Christopher, mm-hmm. that they could, you know, Remy Martin, they have the nice mix of old. He's got narrative on his side too. He's got narrative on he's his got side. Narrative yeah. on his side. Yeah. yeah. So, so, all right. So wh- who are we locking you in with? You pick two guys, my number one pick, my lock of the heart, the man that I see in my heart every single night. And I hope he gets better coach drew. So I'm going to go all Scott right. drew coach of the year. All right, I'm doing. I'm sticking with Tom Izzo as my pick because uh, those yeah. are pretty chalk picks. So I mean, they kind of good are, for yeah. us to talk through it. But yeah. you know, yeah. All right, uh, moving on. Player of the year. This is my upset of the entire time, and I can't wait to see your face. Uh, 
I'm going to go ahead and label this as the Pac-12 update. This is a player Don't that I it. had. I know where you're going with this. Don't I, do it. I, I, am, I am all the way in on this one player. Uh, he wears number five for your UCLA, UCLA <laughs> Bruins. And I know that he does not have a flashy oh a flashy skill set uh, for the national audience right now. They haven't seen it all. They haven't seen all the tools uh, in the shed. His name is Chris Smith. And oh like I told God. you, Mark Titus, I went with my gut every single time as I went down this list. And I watched your gut is full of shit as it turns out. I mean, honestly, it probably is. Uh, but Chris Smith to me has all the potential in the world. He is a senior. I think that Mick Cronin is playing, uh, you know, a little bit of possum here with this team. I think he knows yeah, he's got a better so. team than he expects. Chris Smith is going to be a star. I think he has NBA potential. Um, I think he's comfortable at UCLA. I'm not going to say that he, I, I'm guaranteeing he's going to be the player of the year, but I think he's going to surprise some people. Yeah. And if I had like a really well, uh, like if everything goes well for UCLA, they win the Pac-12. Chris Smith is the best player. I could see the push and I'm down to make the push. Uh, it's a West Coast push. It's a Pac-12 update push. But my player of the year, your the, UCLA Bruin. We're picking Chris player Smith. of the year, not surprise. <laughs> push of the year if no 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 goes it's right. chris smith this man's gonna this man's gonna average uh, 22 points per game for the bruins uh and they're making I'll, I'll back you up on this i don't think it's as crazy of a pick as our listeners probably think it is i think a lot of people listening probably are like i mean there's some people that are picking sam hauser and i feel like yeah. i would rather take chris smith <laughs> chris smith's gonna be really good and he, okay. he's yeah he, he's he's awesome i really like him i he's, he's got two problems one he's on the west coast two his mm-hmm. name's chris smith and that's mm-hmm. just like a it's too boring of a name that doesn't yeah and it's also the same name as jr smith's brother yes. that played at louisville so there's some confusion for old school college basketball fans or like pre you know 2010s college basketball fans so you have to kind of know who chris smith is to really know but if you watch ucla and you watch chris smith i don't mm-hmm. know they have a real chance i like it i i, I like that you're you're mixing it up though because i i went with the boring pick i thought about it long and hard and i was like I no way garza oh yeah, i have wow. to because i was looking over his stats like you know he averaged 24 points and 10 rebounds again he was really good last year he should have mm-hmm. probably won national play- <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny if I just started. Hey, could you imagine all the Iowa fans like, see, this is what we were oh, saying the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I just pivot, pretend like it never happened, yeah. and just be like, one of the great atrocities of college basketball history is Luca Garza not beating Obi Toppin, and everyone's like, huh? I remember. Like, wait, you. wait a second. Obi what happened? Yeah, is this guy been like, trolling no? us all year? No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, of course not. I, I I think Luca Garza is inevitable. I think he's got a style of play too that uh, I you know knock on wood. I, I don't think he can be bad. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. he can regress in, in, mm-hmm. in how he plays. He's just an old school, big 10 guy. He can step out and shoot. He, his, his post moves are, are he, he, he has a million post moves and he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's so good with angles. He's so good. He's, he's got a high basketball. Like he, he, he is like a big 10 basketball fans. Wet dream is Luca Garza for, mm-hmm. for the low post. I mean, that guy has it all. And, uh, and I, and there's a reason that he's like, you all, you know, the unanimous pick for, I don't know if that's true, but he's the consensus, whatever, whatever the word is. I don't even know what those words I think consensus now. is the word consensus pick, not unanimous consensus. And and like you said, I mean, I wrote down underneath player of the year, make sure we mention Luca Garza. Make sure. Because I, <laughs> I think that we're at the point where we need to let people know that we did not have a vendetta against Luca Garza. There was nothing that we disliked about the way he played basketball. We just happened to have fallen in love with a man by the name of Obi Toppin, who is now on your yeah. New York Knicks. We're past it. And now I gotta we're all in say, in the interest of fairness, I did just get done saying he, there's no way he can regress. There's nothing that can stop him. <laughs> what I meant was there are no players in the Big Ten that can truly stop him. There's no coaching mm. scheme that's going to stop him. There's no mm. uh, that sort of thing. It's not like somebody I'm, watched I'm, tape on Luca Garza and you're like, this is the this is it. This is the fix, right? Yeah. I am three percent worried about the vegan thing. I'm three mm. percent worried about that. Now, 
I'll say I've been trying to find more sources on this. Like we talked about this in one of the preview shows we did that uh, Luca Garza, we, we were doing the vegan update. I think it was the first mm-hmm. one we did. Yeah, it was we the first one. Vegan yeah. update. Number we're, 97, we're, vegan update. I, I literally went to Google. I searched college basketball players vegan just to see if there's anybody who went vegan this summer. And I'll be goddamn, it was the best player in the country. <laughs> and mm. it jumped out to me. There was an article from SI in July from Sports Illustrated that said uh, Luca Garza is going to a plant-based diet. And we talked about it, the concerns about this. And then I mentioned Justin Fields, and I said, if Justin mm. Fields can go vegan and he's having the year he's having, maybe he's okay. Fast forward to this Saturday, Justin Fields was out of sorts. He mm. looked he looked cold. He looked mm. tired, which mm. are two things that happen when you go vegan. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, I'm a little worried about the vegan issue with Luca Garza. But I will say, I, I, I have since, I, before we did the show today, I tried to find other sources. I tried to see if there's like other people writing about Luca Garza being vegan. We had him on our show uh, mm-hmm. that, that was on FS1 on Monday night. Um, I was scared to ask him, honestly, because I didn't want to address it. I, I, I like the mystery. I like the unknown of whether Luca Garza is vegan. I honestly was scared you were going to ask him and Fran yeah. McCaffrey wasn't going to know. And he was going to be like, what? What did you do, Luca? <laughs> you didn't run that by me, did you? Uh, so I think there's a chance because I went back. I reread the article from Sports Illustrated. It said it had only been a few weeks. So I, I am leaning towards Luca Garza tried it out this summer. He did the Mike Dom. He tried it out. Mm. He was like, eh, this is, this is, I feel weak. I'm cold and tired. I don't want to, mm. I don't want to be cold and tired. So uh, he went back to me and I think he's going to be fine. But like, I, there, there's a little worry that I'm wrong. There's a little worry that we're going to look up and Luca Garza is going to weigh 197 pounds and be getting pushed around. And then just like have every time he's on the bench, he's got a blanket over him and he's like shivering. And you're like, what, what are we doing, Luca? Is, is there any chance that like I remember Tyler Hansbrough's senior year in 2009? There was like all, every single time he went up against like Blake Griffin or you know the, or like even the year before he went against Cole Aldridge. There was like some of these other big men that when they got the chance, it was so appetizing that they just went after him, right? Like it was yeah. they were playing with some newfound you know belief and some mm-hmm. newfound energy because they're like. This guy is not that good. Like I have like, Blake, Kofi Blake, Coburn is licking his lips. Exactly. That first that, Illinois. That, Iowa that's what scares up. me about Luka yeah. Garza. I think he has more of a target on his back. So some of these other big men in the yeah. league, they're like, I, I, I need to show something tonight. So I'm going to go after Luka. Uh, that's my only gripe with Luka. Uh, be that as it may. He'll be fine. He'll he's got to be the pick for me. He's got to yeah, be the player of the year. All right. Uh, let's do an All-American team. I like this. I like, uh, mm-hmm. we talk a lot of smack about other people's preseason All-American teams. We should mm-hmm. step up to the plate and name our own. Do you want to go first with your five? Yeah, because mine your... is going to annoy people so much. Because, again, <laughs> oh my it's it's my own opinion. It's and like gut. I said, it's my gut. Like This is the preseason Duffy Awards. None of this is going to be exactly what happens. It's all speculative. But my team is pretty chalk, I would say. Uh, Io Desumu, uh, mm-hmm. Illinois point guard, obviously, first team All-American. I think he's going to be the National Player of the Year. I will mm. say that right now. I think that mm. is going to be my pick for National Player of the Year. Starting you just got done saying Chris Smith's your favorite. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. That's just no that's wait, just, wait. No, to be fair, you, you pick Chris Smith as our player of the year, our Duffy's yes, player of the yes, year. Yes, our is different from yes, national player. From of the national year. player of the year. Exactly. This is our awards. Yeah, there, there's you have to know the lines <laughs> of deviation here, folks, when we're getting into this. Anyways, I would assume national player of the year. America falls in love with him. They're like Illinois uh, basketball is back at the two guard. It is not actually the two guard, but Kate Cunningham. He's a point guard for Oklahoma State, but I'm mm-hmm. going to slide him as the number two card. This position. Two. This is Tom Crean basketball. Yeah, don't have exactly. Position. There are no positions yeah. here. So th- those are my two guards. Io, Kate Cunningham, two guards there. At the third spot, I already told you he's my player of the year. Chris Smith at small forward. <laughs> slide him in there. UCLA, Pac-12 basketball, first team All-American. Everyone's fired up about this. At power forward, 
shocking the world, the new Josh McRoberts, the new McBob, John Fulkerson. Give folked up. Give folked up at Power Forward. And then at the five, uh, we have to give him his due. We have to give him his credit. You just said it. Player of the year, Luca Garza. So oh those my are my God. five I was, guys. I was worried you weren't going to put Luca on any. No, no, no. Luca, Luca's on the list. Luca, like yeah. I said, Luca must be included. I wrote this down earlier. So those are my five. <laughs> uh, Chris Smith's probably a reach. Fulkerson is definitely a reach. But I don't know. If you put those five guys on the floor, I like that team. Uh, that that's that's uh all right all right um <laughs> please don't put that list out Fox I do not want the other journalists <laughs> yeah, to be upset about this. so much these are my these are my all American yeah. top five that I will be watching this no year. mainly the, John the, Fulkerson I I went pretty chalk with mine too I think uh if if you're if you're actually putting I don't know I I to me Luca Garza Kate Cunningham Desumu and I think Jared Butler you didn't have him on your list but uh. Mm. Given the expectations of Baylor, the season they had last year, he's he's the only guy that made an AP All-American team last year other than Luca Garza that's back now this year. He was on the third team. He was the AP All-American yep. third team, I believe. Um, or he's, second he's, team, right? I think he was second team. Yeah, or maybe been. it was third team. I can't remember. Maybe it was yeah. third team. Maybe it was yeah. second team. It wasn't first team. I know that <laughs> It was the first team. No, it could I be this year. Much. But I, I remember I looked that up before, like, when we were doing all the research for the previews. I, I remember Butler and Garza were the only two that are. Yeah, yeah, they're coming back. Anyway, Butler's like the – he's the offensive. Like, Baylor won a lot last year because of their defense. And then, uh, you know, the, the, the stereotypical formula was play great team defense with the, with the guards they have and then give Butler the ball and let him score. And that was mm-hmm. kind of how mm-hmm. it more or less the worked. If you wanted to reduce yeah. it down to – a one sentence identity. Um, so Butler, Butler belongs on the team. I believe the last spot becomes a little tricky for me. Uh, Remy Martin and Corey Kispert were the two guys. I think they shared the spot for the AP Corey Kispert. Get him out of here. Yeah, I like yeah, him. Yeah. I like his game. I, I Corey Kispert. I'm a fan. Come on the show. If you want, we'll talk it out. You're not the best player on your own team. I, I I'm throwing all of my chips behind Jalen Suggs. I think he's mm. going to be the best player. Mm. Um, I might be wrong, but that's how I feel right now. It's a preseason. We're speculating. I'm a Timmy guy. I'm a Drew Timmy guy. So everyone's got their own guy. Everyone's got their guy. Horror (laughs) AIE. Nobody wants him. And then Remy Martin. So basically it came down to Remy Martin and Zagorowski for me. I I picked Marcus Zagorowski. Wow. Long story short. uh, Creighton fans. Remy Martin is a a scorer who can't shoot. He's a guard Mm -hmm. who scores but can't – like he shot – he shoots 33% from the three-point line on his career – he doesn't. He only. He averages one assist less than Zagorowski does too. I. I don't know. I. I like. I like Sumi. I like guards who can shoot. That's what mm-hmm. I like. Mm-hmm. Marcus mm-hmm. Zagorowski. He can shoot. He can shoot threes. He shoots forty two percent from the three point line, which is a little high if you know anything about me. I like forty percent, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> I think he should shoot more. Shoot more. Yeah. But uh, I, I like Zagorowski, so I, I threw him on there because I, I like I think that he's pick. gonna have a monster year or two. Yeah, I like that pick because I think Creighton is one of those teams. I mean, Jared Butler. I remember doing my notes for Baylor. I was like, this guy is not getting any coverage, and then I completely disregarded him as I uh, was making my top five list. But Zagorowski is one of those guys too, where uh, we know him, he's familiar to us, we expect him to be good, but mm-hmm. somehow we're undervaluing how good he's going to be for Creighton. Mm-hmm. I think Creighton's gonna be a better team than most people expect. We already called them a lowercase blue blood. If they get a mm-hmm. first team All American. Maybe one of those bees mm. goes up capital. I don't know mm-hmm. which one, but maybe one of them. So uh, that's good news for Creighton and the Blue Jays. All right, this is my favorite cat. This is my favorite Duffy we're giving out. We've mm. we uh we've never done this as a postseason award, but uh, <laughs> I was talking to Tate about it because we we did it so often in the in the uh, podcast we did after the se- the tournament got canceled this year, um, where we were just naming teams national champions. I think mm-hmm. we we've said it about like twelve different teams. Certainly Kansas and and Dayton and Gonzaga and Michigan mm-hmm. State and. Mm-hmm. I, those are I, probably the final four, yeah. yeah that we yeah, made those, last year. We, but we the, so many times we get excited about a team and we're like, yeah, of course, Michigan State is going to win the title last year, mm-hmm. and we, mm-hmm. we had just got done saying Kansas was definitely <laughs> the best team. 
So we were talking about it uh, one day, and we were laughing at the idea of uh, doing a, a Duffy at the end of the year. And I, I, I'm going to try to talk you into actually doing this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where we, we pretend like we're the Helms Foundation, and we crown our national champion as though the NCAA tournament is irrelevant, and we're just like <laughs> – we're just taking the whole season into account and we're voting on like college football in 1907. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, this is the 1924 <laughs> national championship. For yeah, North we just vote this on is, it. Yeah. This is you and I hanging our own banners saying based on what we know and what we saw, this is the national champion. This is right, right, not what the tournament right. has given us. You know what we I mean? We treat the NCAA tournament as just more regular season games. And then yes, at the yes. end of it all, we, we look at the landscape and we say, who's the best team this year. That's our national champion. Yeah. We so like to have a full picture, big picture outlook on this. We, just, we just thought it'd be hilarious. So from like 2019, Virginia wins a national title. We're excited. We're, we're doing the God's plan thing. And then a week later, we hand out our Duffies and we say, congratulations, Duke. You are a national champion. <laughs> Zion Williamson and Duke, you, you shocked the world. You're national champions. So yeah, we were cracking ourselves up about that. And then we decided, so we decided for the preseason Duffies, we were going to name, and because also so many publications do this, they name their national champion. And the phrase preseason national champion, there's not a dumber phrase that could possibly exist <laughs> in college basketball. So uh, we're, we're just leaning into the bit. And with that, I, I present now our picks for our national champ, our preseason national champion of the year of the year. We'll say too. And the answer is simple. The answer is, is always this answer, at least dating back to 2011, this decade, the national champion of the preseason is always going to be Duke because coach K <laughs> is always going to manipulate and win the off season. Uh, this off season, he had one misstep. Uh, he said that he wanted everyone to play in the tournament. Uh, he thought that that would mm-hmm. be, you know, adored by, the media darlings like you and I instead we cackled we laughed Mm. we said what are you talking about uh even other coaches were like uh that seems like a dumb idea so coach k had a misstep this year so my preseason national champion of the year is always de facto duke Mm -hmm. Uh, but since the coach k had that misstep i have decided to uh pull back there's an upset duke is not the preseason national champion of the year the preseason national champion of the year bill self and your kansas jayhawks Mm. bill self has been perfectly uh Perfectly equipped to handle what has been thrown at him since Snoop Dogg came and did his, you know, late night, uh, you know, late night with Coach Self or whatever they call it down there in Kansas. Um, and they've been able to play down the radar. They've also got, you know, Azubuki goes in the first round. Devin Dot, Devon Dotson, when he got drafted, uh, he showed his coat and he had 2020 national champions. Uh, yes. written on the inside yes. of the coat, which is he listens the, to the podcast. He, he the, listened to the podcast where we said, which said to me that Kansas knows that they won the national championship last year. And based on that, Kansas rides the high end of this season. They are the preseason national champion slash national champion of last year. So Kansas and the upset of all upsets, they are your preseason national champions. Congratulations yeah. to the Jayhawks. They, the, Kansas is like North Carolina in that they hang uh, make believe <laughs> national title banners already, right? Don't don't they have those in Allen Fieldhouse? Like yeah, the, they have uh, a couple, the Holmes yeah. Foundation, like yeah. 1926 national mm-hmm. title, and you're like, mm-hmm. the tournament started in 39, right? How do you mm-hmm. have one before the tournament? And they're like, oh, sorry, best team, some, best team. Some guys got together in 1994, and they said that we were the best 70 years ago, so we hung this banner. Um, well, there you go. So we're adding two more mythical national championships. Yes, the, the congratulations, <laughs> Titus and Tate, and the 2021 preseason Tate Frazier national champion. Let's go, Kansas. My pick. So when you're picking a national champion, a preseason national champion, you have to think about th- th- this is all about, uh, in my mind, social media engagement. This is all about like just getting the people talking. <laughs> so Duke, yeah, yeah. It's all about clicks. <laughs> it's all about like, ooh, this guy ooh, is, is yeah. thinking outside the box. And I thought about it long and hard, and I thought, what program would be most excited to be named 
preseason national champion. When, when Fox puts out the graphic that says Mark Titus says that they are the mm. preseason national champions, mm-hmm. which program is going to retweet that? Which program is going to say, which program is going to put this in their media guide? UCLA. That's what I'm going for. UCLA. You're, you're on the right track with John Wooden, but it's mm. not UCLA. Wow. It is the Purdue Boilermakers. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> There, there is no program in this country that would be prouder to win a preseason national mm. championship, fake preseason national championship honor than Purdue. And my, and, yeah. and, and it make my dad happy for me to pick Purdue. So I'm going to pick Purdue because that just feels like a Purdue thing. I'm picturing the Purdue men's basketball count with the big 10 stat of the day saying Mark Titus has picked us as the preseason national champion, just on and on. I think Purdue's going to have a pretty good team, by the way. I, th- mm-hmm. They're not going to be national champion good, but they're going to be good. So it's not like that. It's not like I picked Northwestern here, but uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the same time, that was where my mindset was. I, I'm just thinking about the like the actual graphic and who's going to spread the graphic because if you pick, mm-hmm. if you pick say a Gonzaga, mm-hmm. Gonzaga is like who cares? Yeah, yeah. Every, we know. Yeah, us. yeah, we yeah. know. We get it. Duke mm-hmm. is like we don't care. Don't <laughs> get it out of our face. <laughs> Purdue's like oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like this guy. Yeah. I mean, the best part Retweet. about this, <laughs> the MOP based on your preseason national champion is Purdue Pete. You know what I mean? You talked about <laughs> yeah, the headlines there you go. There you and, go. and the way to get Purdue into the mix. It was Purdue Pete bringing us in. We had no gel Eastern before. I mean, they have they, had they the did do a lot of offseason headlines. Yeah. They dominated yeah. a lot of offseason headlines with with Matt Payne or no gel Eastern, Matt Harms, Purdue Pete. Yeah. Purdue Dave giving set a record even in these times of COVID. Yeah, the, the Zach, Zach Eady, the tallest man in the Big Ten, goes to their mm-hmm. school, going to start as a freshman. I mean, they got they got right, storylines. So there you go. There you go. But that's my pick. Lock me in on Purdue, uh, but I'm definitely just doing some clickbait journalism here. and just Well, it's, to- <laughs> it's honestly a great bit because if you think about it, I mean, based on Purdue's history, they're never going to win a national championship. So if you say every single year <laughs> that they're going to be the preseason national champion, that is a uh, that is what Bill Titus would do. Coach yeah, Titus would appreciate that. Coach so. Titus has paused the podcast and gave a fist pump. He's, like, yeah. <laughs> He's gotten your mom to listen to it now. He's like, rewind it 15 Let's, seconds back. I knew I loved Tate. <laughs> All right, moving on. We're getting into the fun categories now. That one was super serious, obviously. We got the serious ones out of the way. Let's get into the fun ones, Tate. Uh, your pick for good guy of the year. As a mm. reminder for the new listeners, uh, good guy of the year is our pick for the guy who, uh, at the end of the season, everyone's going to talk about how great of a guy he is, and it's, he's a good man, and it just breaks our heart to see that it's come to this. But you, mm. please, please do not coach our basketball team anymore. Yep, yep. We're done with you. We're done yeah. with you. I think the answer is simple. We talked about in our preview. He has one more year before he can essentially get fired without having to get paid for the next five years. He's in Atlanta, Georgia. His name is Josh Pastner, Mm -hmm. and he's at Georgia Tech. And the reason I think he's going to win good guy of the year is because I don't think Georgia Tech's going to have that great of a season. But I do think that we have, you know, we're we're in in a political world right now. We have all eyes on Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And we have all eyes on Josh Pastner, who has already been, you know, canvassing. We joked about that, him canvassing to get people to vote. I think in Atlanta in January, when we have the the Loeffler Warnock races that are going on, Josh Pastner is canvassing. Josh Pastner mm-hmm. is in front of people. Josh Pastner is trying to make the change for a better world. He's trying to let people know that he is, as we said, a good guy. Good guy. Yeah. And this is this is the full good guy year. He does the full social justice push. He does the full hey, I just want my kids to be in a great situation. I want them to know that they have a future. And he gets fired at the end of the year. And But we get the good guy fallout because they're yeah. like, remember what Josh Pastor did? It's kind of like when Doc Rivers got fired. Everyone's it's, like, remember Doc Rivers yeah, like, yeah, down yeah, the yeah. bubble when he when he kind of like stood up and was, was so important for social justice and all that sort of stuff? I think that Josh Pastor is trying to do a similar playbook, being in Atlanta, being right. in such a place because he's playing for the next job. 
And that's what good guys do, right? I mean, they get fired, but they're so loved that they get another job. I do think Josh Bastin losing so much over the past five years mm-hmm. has got people to feel bad for him or feel like, you know, he's not threatening. So good guy of the year, Josh Bastin. That's a, that's a great pick. That is a great pick. And I I, I do see in March, uh, you, you get on Twitter, say, and you you search Josh Bastin or good guy on mm-hmm. March 7th. You're going to get a lot of hits. You're going to get a lot of people that are like, Josh Passner is a great man. He's Mm -hmm. done a lot for this community. Mm -hmm. He, I I will always love the way he handled blank, blank, and blank. Ben Lammers. Yeah. Having said that, comma. (laughs) (laughs) Georgia Tech needed needed to make a move. It's it's time. It's time. That's the way you say that with good guys too, is you don't say like, get this guy out of here, fire this asshole. You don't, you don't, Mm -hmm. you don't get used that. And you say, Josh Passner is a good man. But it's time. Yeah. That's how you say it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Tim uh, Miles. I, it's it's always Tim, the Tim, Tim Miles. Always, it always comes back to Tim Miles. Tim Miles, man. Tim Miles is the greatest guy of, <laughs> of all time. That, we, that was, I mean, fingers crossed, we're gonna have Coach Miles come on yeah. and explain to the people what it really takes to be a good guy. Because he, I think he is he is the season, template. That season he got fired in Nebraska was the goodest guy season of all time. Of all time. I don't winning think a tournament game, there. tripping in the tunnel. I mean, just just the the Gets fired, like laughs about it. Like, yep. like is he comes on our show. Like, all you need to know about the guy is that we we reached out to him. We said we want to give you an award where we kind of like mock you sort of, but like maybe you can laugh at yourself about it, about how you're just so cool, but like you also mm-hmm. lost a lot and got fired for it. Like, how would you feel? He's like, absolutely. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> All right. Like, yeah. Come on the show. So he came on the show. We had fun with him. Uh, yeah. God bless Tim miles. I love that. Yeah. Guy. He's the best. All right. So my pick st- sticking in the ACC, we talked about this a little bit during the previews. Wow. We certainly talked about Josh Pastner already uh, in the preview. We, we, that's a retread. Same with this not, one. Not, not good for the ACC. Not here. great for the ACC. Uh, yeah. I'm picking Jim Christian. Oh, not wow. quite the extent he wasn't canvassing. He was just getting his guys <laughs> registered to vote. He did that this year. I, I found yeah. an article uh, from Boston, whatever you, all the, you know, all those mm-hmm. journals mm-hmm. up in Boston, mm-hmm. Boston event and sports media. They got a lot of papers, but uh that someone wrote an article about how Jim Christian got the entire team registered to vote. Not quite canvassing, but similar. My question though is, is will the Boston sports media be nice enough to him? Like, will he get the good guy treatment or are they just ruthless where it's like, get this guy mm-hmm. out of here. I don't know. But uh, to my knowledge, he's, he runs a clean program. He there's not, again, to my knowledge, I don't remember during this time of Boston college, there being any sort of scandal where, you know, the, all, all the things that could go wrong with the college basketball program. I don't mm-hmm. know of that happening under mm-hmm. Jim Christian's watch. And we're talking about a program in Boston college that has had some problems in the past. Mm-hmm. So in those regards, I feel like he checks the good guy boxes, but I also, if you're asking me, do I think Jim Christian will be the head basketball coach at Boston college for opening day, 2021, 22 season? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no too. And uh, I think the last name being Christian, you know, adds a layer of good guidance mm. to it. Uh, mm. I think that's, that's a good point. Yeah, that that plays like that's an inception kind of thing that goes in your head when you think of Jim Christian. In fact, I mean, Jim Christian to me, it's like if you drew, if you gave me a lineup of people and you said, which one is Jim Christian? Like it would take me a second just to get my bearings because Jim Christian's so forgettable. And I think that is what, you know, the Jim Christian era will be at Boston College. It is very forgettable. I think that they'll write nice things because this is the perfect good guy move. He's He has been a perennial loser. Now we get someone else in here. We have some optimism, but, you know, thanks for trying. Here's, here's a bit we should try for the Tides and Tate Twitter account is uh, tweet out <laughs> pictures of coaches who aren't Jim Christian and pretend like they're Jim Christian because no one knows yeah. what Jim Christian looks like. Nobody, nobody. Just be like, this is a tough, tough for mm-hmm. our guy, Jim Christian. And then it's just mm-hmm. like a picture of a random know. guy on the street. Yeah. Yeah.
<laughs> Bender from Futurama. <laughs> like, is a robot coach this team? No, I mean, good. Uh, is there anyone else though? Like, I know that those were two that we talked about, guys that are, that would be uh, on the chopping block. But I, I kind of I went around the country and was just trying to find like who I feel would like be considered I feel like those guy. are the guys, man. I feel like if, if you're talking about job security, I think Jim Christian has to be at the he, he's got the lowest right now going mm. into the season in terms of like certainly a power conference guys and and all that. And then if you're talking about the good guy vibes, like you said, Josh Pastner, the 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 activism. If, if that's what we want to call it uh do, mm-hmm. doing that like that that gives him a lot of goodwill good press so he's got pastor's got that side of it played out i don't know if pastor's mm-hmm. jobs in jeopardy quite as bad but uh you know yeah it wouldn't surprise me i don't know so i, I think those are the ones what about jim laranega is that a guy that at miami if they had a tough year oh because laranega's no. beloved but if they that, i mean they if a, you're talking yeah. about the behind the that would be the ultimate crying guy. yeah that mm-hmm. would be i would i would have tears i wouldn't yeah, pull the trigger same. on that one yeah yeah, yeah. No, i couldn't do it couldn't people do just it. talk about george mason and the yeah. good old days <laughs> and wow let's move on to bad guy of the year are this are you saying bag or bad bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, whatever who who is your pick for bad guy of the year um, preseason, preseason, pre- preseason, preseason, folks, <laughs> preseason, folks. This is honestly every single year you and I have this kind of crux where we we try to figure out who is the bad guy. And I mean, you know, you look at a team like Alabama, you see Nate Oates and you see all these guys that are considering Alabama out of nowhere. You say, well, that's mm-hmm. some bad moves. You you obviously watch a documentary, The Scheme, where, mm-hmm. you know, the guy who is paying players says, Will Wade is a gangster. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you say to yourself, that's a bad guy move. Mm-hmm. But I think the answer is simple. I think he made it known when he decided to put out to the world that he is not going to have his team play in the NCAA tournament this year. When he went on, you know, national broadcast with a number five pick, Isaac mm-hmm. Okoro from last year, when he has a five-star coming in this year, Sharif Cooper, who is going to now play overseas and get paid. <laughs> He's now eligible. What? The bad guy of the year is Bruce Pearl. Mm-hmm. The bad guy at the end pre-season. of the year will be yeah the preseason bad guy is Bruce Pearl. The guy at the end of the, the end of the year will be Bruce Pearl. I think uh, it's it's inevitable at this point. I think we know who Bruce Pearl is. He wants us to think he's a good guy, and I think that makes him even more of a bad yeah. guy. Um, it like it like it honestly, there's not even a chance that he could ever become a good guy in my mind, based on our own uh, you know breakdown of what it would be. And I think he is fully in bad guy mode. Um, I think he's trying to make a push to own the SEC, what what mm-hmm. Coach Cow kind of has with those those five-star kids coming in and going out in one year. And, I mean, you look at the success that he's had. I mean, he's had some, t- you know, some good draft picks and some good talent come through the program. But he is the quintessential bad guy. He knows what to say, but he's not saying what he thinks or what he believes. Uh, and that is Bruce Pro bad guy of the year. Character counts. Character uh, counts. I I I kind of I agree with your line of thinking, but I think Bruce Pearl wants it too bad, so mm. I'm not giving it to him. I'm okay, not, good. Bruce Pearl is trying <laughs> too hard. He's he's a little too desperate to win bad guy yeah. of the year. Mm. I I am picking Juwan Howard as my bad guy of the year because right now mm. my preseason bad guy of the year. Again, this is my speculative pick that by the end of the year, Juwan Howard he's already well on his way. Michigan has the number one recruiting class in the country. We expect that to change, mm. correct? By the time mm-hmm. uh, all the rest of the guys commit, like part of the reason yep. is because they have so many commits right now. But also, they got some five stars, and mm. Juwan Howard is making it happen. He took over the job. He, uh, he took over for John Beeline, comes back to his alma mater, cries at the press conference. That won me over. I was like, man, I, you know, a lot of these guys, you think they're just there just to, like, be – you know, maybe he's just there to be Juwan Howard and, and collect millions of dollars and then be on mm. his way. Uh, mm. Not the case. He, he loves Michigan. He wants Michigan to be a winner. Uh, but he wants to change the culture. Culture is a big deal to him. And to me, being a bad guy is not even about results. So if Michigan – 
ends up with like say the fifth best class in the country. Are you asking me, would he lose his status? I don't Mm. think so necessarily. We'll have to see what happens, but I think being a bad guy is about the aura that you're giving Mm. off. I think it's Mm. about the vibe. I think uh, Juwan Howard right now is in the zone. He has got his bad guy. He's in his bad guy zone. He's in the running for Chet Holmgren, who I I, I might mention later, who's the number one recruit in the country. Mm. One One of seven number one recruits in the country. I don't know. I, I think I think it's all going to be Juwan Howard. I don't know if he's going to land Chet Holmgren. God, I hope not. That would that would be that would not be fun for me. But he's 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 got the aura. He's he, Michigan's getting mentioned. Five stars are considering Michigan. Five, the number know. one recruiting class in twenty twenty one. We still yeah. had the second window, like we talked about. But I mean, they are. Yeah, Juwan Howard is a great pick there. I mean, that is yeah. Michigan basketball in general. It seems to be like they're trying to replicate the Fab Five era. The they worse can Michigan yeah. football does, the better it is for the basketball team. Like yep. the more power they get, the more hardball messes up like the basketball team grows stronger i swear to god it's true because it's like the best the identity of the basketball program gets bigger because more people just talk about michigan being a basketball mm-hmm. school mm-hmm. and then yeah I, that, that's how it works the worse michigan is a football the better they become a basketball so my favorite thing is that i don't even watch michigan football games i'm just on twitter as i am like scrolling through and watching acc football games and i just witnessed michigan fans every single week mm-hmm. rich eisen you know all these guys yeah. they just basically break down every saturday about michigan football and like you said if that's the case like if you know going to every school saturday you're just gonna your spirit is gonna be broken why would you not want to just be excited Dude. for college basketball so that is the joy out. of being an Ohio State football fan is you have two teams to watch. Is, is, <laughs> your two teams to cheer for. You cheer for Ohio State and whoever's playing Michigan. I watch I watch every <laughs> single Michigan game. Everyone, I probably yeah. watch more Michigan this year than I have Ohio State because mm. Ohio State gets up big and then I kind of turn the TV off or like start doing chores around the house and lose interest. Um, it, it was like, I wouldn't call them friends, yeah. but most of the Duke people in my life last year, that's what they were doing with Carolina basketball. Yeah. They would just send me screen grabs yeah. of the score. And I was like, oh, that's it's great. Hilarious. I'm not watching. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so I enjoy watching Michigan. It never gets old. Uh, all right, last one, then we'll take a break. Coach K, Disciple of the Year. I know you have thoughts. You always do on this one, Tate. Yeah. Preseason Coach, Coach K, Disciple of the Year. <laughs> so, I mean, in the running right now that we have in the world, we have Johnny Dawkins at Central Florida, obviously. We have Jeff Cable. We have Mike Bray. We have Steve Wojcikowski. We have Chris Collins. We have Tommy Amaker. We have Bobby Hurley. And the Coach K Disciple of the Year, it's always basically someone that's going to make Coach K look good from a distance or they're going to get back into the family with Coach K. Mm -hmm. The Coach K Disciple of the Year, it'll be the first time that Coach K takes any credit for anything he's done since he played for him. It will be Bobby Hurley. Yeah, And I don't think that Bobby Hurley has the same... I don't even know what the right term is, but loyalty beyond, you know, belief that, you know, some of these other guys may have with coach K. I think he has his own life, his own perspective, had his own dad, obviously he was a great coach. So he's not in all of coach K, right? He's, he's, he's like, I'm, I'm good. I know basketball. You're not the, you're not the one that knows everything yeah. about basketball. But I think this year when they do well and they succeed, Coach K is going to claim Bobby Hurley. He's going to reach yeah. back out. He's going to create that line of communication again because Coach K has to find the predecessor. He has to find the next guy. It's mm-hmm. not going to be J- it's not going to be Capel. I don't think it's going to be Wojo. It's not going to be Chris Collins. Like I, I think those guys are all out of it. I You're think Bobby Hurley. Yeah. yeah, Bobby Hurley is the Johnny Dawkins isn't the guy. Bobby Hurley is the best bet. He has the the most promising upside. And I think Coach K creates that line of communication this year, even if it's like a comment. Like if we see Coach K make some sort of comment about how he enjoyed watching Arizona State the other night, you know, yeah, and, and how hard they play or something like that, I, I think that opens the line of communication there. I, I like your pick; it makes a lot of sense. I would pick it under normal circumstances, but 2020, these are not normal <laughs> circumstances. Uh, I am I'm going with a pick that is similar to your line of thinking. This is where mm. I thought you were going with this, Dave. Mm. My pick uh, when you when you, when you end up saying Mike Bray. 
a guy who's going to get back into the Duke fold, a guy mm. that's going to be showing up at Duke practices, a guy that is a Dukey through and through. He, he is the head coach of a team that is not playing basketball this season. And his name is Tommy Amaker. Mm. There is no Harvard basketball this season. Mm. Ivy League is canceled this season. What is Tommy Amaker going to do? Mm. He's going to scheme Tate. That's what he's mm. going to do. You think he's just going to go play golf every day and, and sit on his hands? No, absolutely no. not. He's going to be in Durham, picking Coach K's brain, shaking hands with, with whoever he needs to shake hands with, reminding everybody that I played here. Mm-hmm. That's my jersey up there. I don't even know mm-hmm. if he has his jersey up there in the raft. It is. He's, he's going to put yeah. it up he's there. He's pointing at it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If it's not up there, he's going to break in and hang it up there. I think Tommy Amaker, there's going to be some little fingering going on behind the mm. scenes. Uh, that's a Game of Thrones reference. That's not a euphemism, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> 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 i mean people that don't watch game of thrones like he's gonna do what no, i'm sorry no, what? <laughs> this is a 1990s college basketball podcast what's going on here uh uh i think tommy Amaker is gonna use his time off uh he's gonna work <laughs> twice as hard as he would if he if he had a season and he's gonna be uh he's that's gonna, a great pick yeah, that's a great yeah. pick in fact when you first said that i thought you were gonna talk about jeff cable like cable is gonna get fired from Pitt and then come no. down and do what i was talking about with mike bray but tommy Amaker is definitely gonna be around in fact he's probably already around he's gonna find uh, a way he's, he's tommy Amaker is honestly a great dark horse to take the duke job just just for the sheer fact that duke thinks it is princeton and to, <laughs> to to take the Harvard coach would be yeah, you know yeah, the Harvard it to, co- yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that would yeah. be we are that the Harvard very South deep. we might as well get the Harvard coach yeah exactly so Tommy uh, Amaker being around practice coach K kind of falls back in love with him I love that story yeah let's make that happen let's take a break we're gonna we're gonna finish this off the second half is going to get completely off the rails because these <laughs> categories are the dumbest ones that we have uh so get excited about that everybody Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Raycon. It's never too early to start gift shopping for the holidays, especially because today you can save big on a gift they'll use every day. Raycon wireless earbuds with seamless Bluetooth pairing and a comfortable noise isolating fit. You can start listening right away and keep listening for hours. The audio quality is amazing, comparable to what you get from other premium brands, except for Raycon start at half the price. I'll say that again. It starts at half the price, and they're Mm. so great. So this holiday season, get... Get them something they can use for calls or for music, for work or for play, at home or on the go, or pick up a pair for yourself. Trust me, you're going to use them every day. Go to Raycon.com slash Tate today to get 20% off your Raycon order. But hurry, this offer is available for a limited time only, and you don't want to miss it. That's buyraycon.com slash Tate to get 20% off your Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash Tate. Tate, you know when you can use your Raycons is working out. Mm, mm. That makes a lot of sense, right? You want to talk about holiday gifts. Raycon Mm. makes a lot of sense. Uh, also, another holiday gift idea that people have: fitness wearables. That's mm. that's in. That's what people like now. They like they like knowing what they're doing. They like going out and working out, and then having some data saying, mm. "Here's what you just did." Yeah. And Tate, I got news for you. Whoop is the world's Whoop. most powerful fitness wearable that provides personalized insights into how much sleep you're getting, how recovered you are, and how much stress you're putting on your body from both your workouts and the normal stresses of life. What do I mean by this? I mean this, Tate. Some fitness wearables, the others will say out there, mm. you go on a run, it just tells you how far you ran. That's cool. That's good <laughs> to know. It doesn't tell you everything. I, I went on a run uh, the other day. It was Sunday. It was actually yesterday. Uh, I went to, uh, I was running by the beach over by Venice and um, I didn't have it. Didn't have the, didn't have the juice. Just didn't have it. I, I, I was sore. I was breathing heavy. I, I just like wasn't, it wasn't my best day running. Uh, I felt like crap. I was really dejected. I felt down on myself. Pulled up the whoop. Whoop said I got after it. Whoop said I pushed my body. Whoop said you were mm. killing it. The score mm. they spit out was like, dude, don't be so hard on yourself. And I was like, thank you, Whoop, because otherwise I would have myself yeah. up about how yeah. I 
didn't run as far as I wanted to and how I let myself down. So there you go. Uh, this Thursday through Cyber Monday only, Whoop is offering 25% off their annual deal. That's 25%. That's one-fourth. That's one-fourth, mm. folks. Take the price. Mm. Take one-fourth off. It's the best deal of the year. Go to whoop.com, W-H-O-O-P.com to check it out. Sleep better, recover faster, and train smarter this season and beyond with Whoop. Tate, we got to talk about something the guys don't like talking about, but we'll, mm. we'll talk about it for them. It's uh, your equipment not working right. It's uh, downstairs. It's just not turning on. It's not, that's not a big deal. It happens, guys. We, we, did, we, we go through things. We all struggle with stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to, mm-hmm. you don't have to be embarrassed about it, but you should do something about it, right? Like you should fix it. Yeah. But how do you do that, Tate? How do you go, how do you fix it without addressing it publicly, without having to go into a waiting room and, and seeing a doctor and have everybody see your face and getting, getting, going to a pharmacy and getting these prescriptions that everyone knows what you're getting. And suddenly you're, you, you feel slightly ashamed and you're, it's just a whole awkward mess. No one wants to do that. So, mm. you, so guys don't want to get it fixed until now, Tate. Until now. BlueChew.com offers been a performance enhancement for the bedroom. It is a uh, BlueChew.com affiliated physicians work with you to find the dosage and the active ingredient that is best for you, the chewables. This is the key about Blue Chew. They're chewables. From Blue Chew can be taken on a full or empty stomach. Plus, there's an online physician, and the consult is free, so it is cheaper than those other brands we're not even going to I'm not even going to waste our time mentioning. It only takes a few minutes to connect with a bluechew.com affiliated physician. And if you qualify, you get prescribed online quickly. No in-person doctor visit, no awkward conversation. This is what I'm talking about. Mm. We hate that. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. It ships directly to your door in discreet packaging. Nobody has any idea what you're getting. It's between you and, and your business, your de- your business downstairs. Nobody else needs to know. The chewables from bluechew.com made in the USA. You and your partner will love it. Chew it and do it. Here is a great deal for you. Visit bluechew.com and get your first order free when you use code Tate. Just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Promo code Tate, bluechew.com. All right, Tate, next on the list, we got press conference of the year. This is a fun one. This is one. This is a, a category that we started. Basically, we just wanted to give Sean Miller an award and uh, mm-hmm. a few years ago when he came out and, and did the- I uh, never have and I never, never will. Never will, yep. World famous press conference in, in our world. Yeah. And <laughs> in, in, in the world that is us, uh, that that is a press conference we'll never forget. So we felt like we got to- we got to create an award for him, um, and, and it stuck we, around. We've had some great ones in college yeah. basketball. Jim Calhoun, he's not that bad. He's you know, not we've that had bad. yeah, yeah, Coach K, amazing, amazing. amazing. We had uh, yeah, Bob Knight has given so many. Jim Beheim uh, yelled at Andy Katz, called him stupid, but then also he yelled at his own student newspaper and said they wouldn't have won ten effing games without Jerry Mack. You know, the, yeah. the list goes on. There, there's <laughs> we have we, there's a press conference where John Cheney and John Calipari fought. There's always great press conferences. There's always going to be a handful of great press conferences that are memorable in college basketball. So now, because this is the preseason awards. Penny calling out Rick Barnes in Tennessee. Yes. I mean, there's yeah, yes. there's a lot. Yeah, These are the preseason awards, though. So we have to basically guess as to what, what is happen? going to be the best press conference of this season. What, what is going to happen? What is going to transpire that's going to lead to the press conference of the year? Here it is. Here's my pick. And this is, uh, if you thought my previous picks were out of left field and a little ridiculous, well, get ready for this one. Saturday night. What is that date coming up? This Saturday night coming up. Uh, Ooh, Duke's first Duke's first game of the season in Cameron Indoor without the Cameron Crazies for the first time. They don't play Wednesday night. Gardner-Webb has COVID, so they're not going to play that game. The first game is against Coppin State. 
Coppin State comes to Cameron Indoor. There is no Cameron crazies. There is no loud noise, even though they're going to try to pump noise in there. But who's the head coach of Coppin State, you ask? Maryland's own Juan Dixon, a man that knows Coach K, a man that knows Duke, a man that knows, you know, basically how to get past the Blue Devil curse, you know, the the crazies and the devils themselves. The presser of the year is going to be after Coppin State, pulls the upset of also upsets over the season without the Cameron crazies coach K goes to his press conference and absolutely loses it because coach K has never not had the Cameron crazies on his side. Mm -hmm. He's never not had the home court advantage and he's going to be in an empty gym and he's going to have a team that is not as talented as his team beat him up and he's going to lose it. He's going to talk about how they need to have fans in the building. He's going to talk about how all these protocols are dumb. He's going to finally break. Because he can't believe that he doesn't have the camera crazy. So he's gonna call his year, congressman. He's gonna call out his congressman and, and yeah, he's calling out everybody. And he's literally calling out everybody. He's like, like what happened is- when the uh, the bathroom bill passed in North Carolina and the Duke had to play in South Carolina and then they lost yeah. to South Carolina. Yeah, he was like, never again. He's, he's like, like right. get rid of HBT. Yeah, whatever it's called. <laughs> it's like, get rid of that bill. Yeah, that's done. Uh, that is what I would. I, I say. Presser of the year, Coach K's response. I like it. Coppin right State, out of the gate. Uh, without the crazies. So Saturday uh, night, mark that down. Preseason Duffy of the year. I, I'm also going to paint an elaborate picture for you. Uh, <laughs> my In my world, my winner is Sean Miller, again, the mm. guy who, who invented mm. this category. Uh, yep. And I'm, I I see it this way. Sean Miller is not having a great year. His team is not expected to be very good. They're not playing well. Um, he's got the NCAA cloud hanging over him as he has for, for a while now, but now we have the notice of allegations that he's dealing with and, and, and it seems pretty serious and he keeps getting asked about that over and over. And that becomes a, a, a thorn in his side throughout the season. And his team is not doing so hot. They're not winning. Uh, and then smack dab on the schedule, you look up and suddenly I, I haven't actually looked at when they played, but suddenly mm. you look up and they're across staring you in the face is the number fourth ranked Arizona State Sun Devils, your arch rival, your in-state nemesis. Mm. All the chatter heading into the game mm. is that the roles are flipped. Arizona's supposed to be the blue blood. Arizona State's supposed to be the little brother. But now all of a sudden, Arizona State looks like a national title contender. They have five stars. They have all Americans. Mm. Arizona has nothing. You're nothing. Your, your empire is done. You've crumbled. You're dead. Get out of here. Arizona pulls off the upset. Sean Miller has a message for the haters in the post-game press conference. And I think that's our that's our press conference of the year is Sean Miller just burning it down, throwing mm. up double middle fingers, calling mm. maybe us out. Maybe he calls mm. us out by name. Mm. That would be awesome. That would be great for us. <laughs> Poor that, Danny Peters yeah. is sitting there. He's like, don't know, don't know Mark Titus. Definitely yeah, do not know Mark Titus. <laughs> uh, so that that's that's how I see it. I'm picking Sean Miller when he upsets Arizona State and ruins Arizona State season. And then Zach Schwartz is texting us. How much you hate Sean Miller, and then I'm just yeah. cackling and laughing because I, I play both sides. I, I do it well. I, I I'll make fun of Sean Miller, and then I'll turn around and make fun of Mark Schleybach and get mm-hmm. Arizona State fans back mm-hmm. on my side. Yeah, and that's the game. That's <laughs> they're listening right now. They're like, wait a second, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. So uh, in the same in the speaking of Schleybach, uh, yeah, in the same yeah. vein, our next award, our next Duffy we're handing out is our preseason excellence in journalism award. Uh, mm. Same sort of thing. We got to speculate what's going to happen. What is going to be the best piece of journalism we see this year? Excellence in journalism. Uh, this award is, you know, you and I, we, we've had a, a gambit of headlines that we always pull from. And the one that still sticks out to me, uh, dating back to February 23rd, 2018, Mark Schleybach said, Sean Miller of Arizona, comma, Christian Dawkins discussed payment to get top recruit to AU. 
That was the headline. It was as simple as that. And I think that, you know, that moment in time, that that freeze frame of, you know, him calling out Sean Miller, saying that they were FBI wiretaps of $100,000, that has led to the full story arc. You know, Schlebach went away. You know, he went under a rock for... I will never forget getting a text from my uh, friend who said they have wiretaps Sean Miller turn on the TV and I turned yeah. it on and sports yeah. center just had a big picture of Sean Miller and it's just breaking news yeah. wiretaps. And I was just mm-hmm. standing in my living room with my hands on my head, like, Oh my God, they got wiretaps. Yeah. Oh my, <laughs> Oh my. <laughs> and then nothing's happened. And then nothing's happened. So I think this is the year excellence in journalism. Mark Schlebach finally gets the nail in the coffin. He finally gets the Sean Miller AMO together. He finally writes the final hit piece that puts all the pieces together and says, how Arizona, how, how Sean Miller of Arizona is able to stay in this job is beyond me as a journalist is what he's going to write. Uh, the regents, the border regents at Arizona, they finally read that piece. They say, look, this guy has been going after our guy for like three years at this point. We, we suck, you know? So I mean, you're, DeAndre, saying, you're saying the Mark Schlebach redemption story. I, I say that Mark Schlebach finally gets it right. That is the excellence, right. in, that is the excellence in journalism because he got it so wrong before. Mm-hmm. We kind of tongue-in-cheek called it excellence in journalism. This time, it is it's excellence It's going to actually be excellence Yes, he's, he's actually going to scoop right. it. He's actually going to write it up. He's actually going to report it out. And Sean Miller's actually going to go. So, wow, nobody's going to care. Nobody's that's going to be the funniest part. Nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to remember that this happened, but that is yeah. my excellence. We'll remember. The preseason. We'll remember. Schley box back. Uh, <laughs> my, uh, all right. So f- here, here are my thoughts. First of all, the leader in the clubhouse for me right now is obviously Bruce Pearl's interview with ESPN where mm-hmm. uh, they, they, the pixelated side of the road, he says character counts. And within a week, he's, his team has a, has a postseason ban and his best player is ineligible. Amazing. You couldn't script it any better. I, that's going to be very hard to top. Uh, I also think at some point we're going to get a Dickie V scoop that doesn't materialize where he, he we, we get those all the time. Absolutely. Where, where he, he says, this is going to happen. It doesn't happen. There's Rob Doster's 10 billion podcast. He started mm, on his podcast mm. network. I think uh, that's going to get a nod. That's going to come close. <laughs> I think somebody's gonna write. These are all. These are all were. These, <laughs> these are not my picks. These are the ones I'm considering. Yeah. Um. I think someone from the athletic probably. It's gonna be the athletic. It always is. Is going to write the uh the Billy Gillespie is a change man article mm. and mm. and uh, you think you know Billy Gillespie? You don't. You don't. You don't know him. He prays three <laughs> times a day. He prays now. Three son. Yeah, uh, we're gonna get like this very long article that I'll read the first half of the first paragraph, mm. and then we'll say, "Please buy a subscription." I'm like, I don't think so. Uh, mm. And then the last note I, I I put this down as an honorable mention. I put, "Does Michael Avenatti have access?" Because <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to consider that if he has access to Twitter in prison, mm. we might get a tweet. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, Michael Avenatti. For people that don't remember, this is the man that tweeted Dan and Duke, Duke uh, the greatest tweet to ever be on Twitter to get people fired up to think, "Oh my God, Michael Avenatti uh, is taking down Duke." Of course, nothing happened. Here's my pick, though. Lock me in on this. I think Ugh. I don't know exactly how it's going to work, but I think someone is going to go to insane lengths to document something in college basketball during these COVID times. I think. Mm. Uh, it might be us. It might be us going mm-hmm. to Asheville for the Mali Invitational, where we're going to lock ourselves in a hotel room for a week. We're going to test ourselves every day. We're going to we're basically going to get inside the bubble. I I picture someone doing that. Like I, I I'm closing my eyes. I I see a headline that just says like, COVID pushed this small community to the brink, but basketball and one man and but one man 
and then like hyphen and basketball hyphen again saved it mm. Mm. And then it's like a story about like, what's, what's the, 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 isn't there like a Texas Rio Grande Valley state in like, yes, yes, yes. Like Brian Hamilton, the athletic goes down there for two months and Mm. reports live from this town. That's like on the brink because I don't know, their economy is suffering. Cause I, I, I think it's going to be something like that. We're like, it's going to be a great article, but you're going to step back and be like, Holy shit, dude, did you just spend two months? Yeah, like doing it, it, you spent two months in the Pentagon uh, after yeah, the bad boy yeah. mowers, whatever. Yeah, and you were just like or, reporting on all the teams there. The the other thing I was considering was someone's going to do an, an anniversary of an item where they the algorithm tells them that the internet would love this, but the internet doesn't actually mm. love it, and they're like, "We track down where Ed Cooley's ripped pants are today. We track them down. Here's the oral history." of those pants <laughs> you put out an article this is the five-year anniversary of the ed cooley rip pants here's the oral history mm. and then they tweet that out because they think that's the algorithm they think the internet's gonna be like holy shit what an awesome yeah, article finally everyone's yeah. like what that's what i've been waiting on everyone's like hey, how did this happen <laughs> nobody cares dude uh all right so log me in on that I, I i don't know what it looks like i'll say brian hamilton shout out brian he, he, yeah, he yeah, loves yeah. the 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 uh, uh he loves those serious articles he loves those like it was a misty morning in the mm. fall Mm, that's real journalism and yeah, tim that's anderson like, yeah. had no idea what was coming the the, the frank de fords of the New world paragraph. the curry the <laughs> patrick's of the world yeah it's like uh <laughs> it's like the ultimate setting it's like you didn't have other multimedia so you had to write that way for people to visualize it yeah, yeah. somehow we can watch everything that you need to see and we still need to write that way but uh that's besides the point uh, you know that i think that's great i think that's that's a great rundown of excellence in journalism and also yeah. avanati getting the reference who would have thought i mean that's <laughs> Give this man his Twitter account. Seriously, Please. bring him back. Please. Bring him back. Uh, uh, all right. right, next one on the list. Uh, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this one, but uh, we can throw out, we throw out your pick. Uh, Colt Hero of the Year. Your preseason Colt Hero of the Year. Yes, this is a, it's a simple pick for me. In fact, I've been sitting on this pick since Zion Williamson came into college basketball because there was another number one in the ACC, and his name was Raekwon Gray, and he played on Florida State. And he was very, very similar to Zion Williamson. I mean, he, I mean, he's left-handed. He moves a lot like him. He's got the power. And he's like a fun-loving guy that everyone loves on the team. He's a redshirt junior this year. It's his fourth year in the program. A lot of people were talking about Scotty Barnes. I think Raekwon Gray is one of the most likable players. And in Florida State this year, he's going to become a star. He's mm. going to become the uh, the face of Florida State basketball, surprising the most. He's got a little chub. You know, he's got a little stomach on him. So he's uh, he's kind of like a little big baby. Uh, he can, like, throw Love the ball. Down. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, – and he, I swear to God, the guy plays a lot like Zion. So it's going to be familiar in some senses. He's got uh, comfortability down there with Florida State. And I talked to some people with Florida State. They said that he's looked great so far. So wow, uh, cold hero there, Florida State. Raekwon Gray, number a little, one. A little uh, off the beaten path pick. Yeah, but, uh, I like it. That's a, that's, a, that's a good pick. Uh, America does love a chubby basketball player. Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, my pick is a guy that we are very familiar with. His name is Jake Kaiman, and he is for your UCLA Bruins. And I feel like Perfect. this is a year too late. Um, I, I feel like Kyman, are we worried? Are we worried he's got yeah, expectations? That's now, what I mean. I yeah. kind of like what we were talking about earlier about the coaches. You know, you, you, you peak, and then you got the expectation next year. That that, that feels like Kaiman to me. But but what is preseason? What are preseason awards if not? expectations you know mm. I, i'm putting the mm. expectation on jake kyman i'm looking for you to be the colt here of the year i don't think he's going to actually win it i think uh avery benson's a guy i have my eye on at texas mm. tech i think i think that guy the way he plays the way he looks the fact that texas tech is going to be very good mm-hmm. um 
I think he has a shot. I think I think Avery Benson has a shot to be a cult hero. That like he'll he'll have some like hustle plays that'll that'll win people out. He, he he'll he'll play a brand of basketball that people would usually hate, but he's kind of likable and gritty and and I, I don't there's some there's like an edge to him. So like people don't hate it, they actually love it. Yeah. Which is to say he has tattoos. I think that's the secret. <laughs> like, if you don't have tattoos, you look like a choir boy. That's why people yeah, hate Brad. Yeah. Da- if Brad Davidson yeah. was tatted up. Everyone people would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd be like, this guy's tough. This guy's yeah. gritty. It's like Birdman. Birdman was like, I gotta get tattoos yeah. so people yeah. respect me. He's yeah. like, people call me Chris Anderson. It's like, I gotta have a new name. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say cold hero. You mentioned Texas Tech. Mac McClung has to be in there as, as a cold hero. Yeah. It's probably too big to be a cold hero. Uh, Brad Davison's another guy that would be a cold hero, but they're probably too big. I mean, they're, yeah. I think it's one of our favorite awards because it does come out of nowhere. Like Sister Jean obviously came out of nowhere. Uh, the Muscleman family. What about, what about here's, here here's, out a, here's an outside the box pick. What about uh, Dan Gavitt? Mm. The, wow. the, the guy who's the closest thing we have to a college basketball czar. What if like, I don't know. The, the season moves on. I mean, he's already, he's already got the thing going in Indianapolis the tournament. The whole thing's going to be in Indy. Um, what, what if as the season progresses and it looks like it, more and more challenges are presenting themselves. And then Dan Gavitt just keeps getting, he, he becomes the Dr. Fauci of college basketball mm. <laughs> where mm. he's like, we're good. We got it. Here's how we're going to do this. And he just starts like spelling out the plans each step of the way and just reassures us throughout the year. And then mm-hmm. we see his face. We're like, I, I like this guy. I like every time he gets on my TV, he makes me feel better about this. He does feel like Dan Gavitt does feel like you said he is the czar of college basketball, but he's also like a, a voice of reason. Like when you think the NCAA, like there's some days like today, like Jeff Goodman tweeted, you know, at one o'clock, we've got all this crazy news about all these coaches that's going college basketball. What's going on here? And there always seems to be like this moment where it's like, well, let's talk, let's check in with Dan Gavitt and see what's going on actually with the NCAA. And he's like, well, here's what we thought. Here's what we're thinking. Here's what yeah, we yeah. could do. Here's what, and you kind of get this. Oh, well, they're, they're thinking about it. Like, they're they're thinking, yeah. <laughs> I like that. They're thinking. <laughs> so I do yeah. think that I think there's a chance that him uh, going on and being the face of like, uh, like Dr. Fauci almost, you know, you're like, uh-huh. you yeah. get him on. You're like, oh, they're like, they're thinking about it. They're, they're yeah. trying to figure this thing yeah. out. Um, so yeah, I could see that being a, a cool hero. And also a lot of people may not know who Dan Gavitt is. Uh, exactly. That, that was that another thing too. It's yeah. like, he, he just, he, he gets introduced to America this year. Yeah. He he's more of the forward face attention. of the tournament. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that's good. Know, something to keep an eye on. Uh, yeah. all right. Your preseason comeback of the year. You know, this notice, is notice I didn't say comeback player. Mm-hmm. This that, is, that, comeback. That is, this is just comeback of any sort. And when I think, of, yeah, when I think of comeback, I think of brands. Uh, I think of college basketball is all about identity. It's all about tradition. Mm-hmm. It's all about, you know, the coaches and all the sort of things that go into it. And when you think about a program that has reached the mountaintop seven times in my mind, six in yours, um, they last year were abysmal. They, um, it was disrespectful to me as a Carolina basketball fan that that was the product that was on the floor. And that's why I'm not all the way bought in on Garrison Brooks because when you lose to Clemson at home, you know, and you don't foul somebody, I have no sympathy for you. When you let Duke and Trey Jones do what they did to you and throw up an air ball and a guy that should have committed to Carolina lays it in, I have no sympathy for you. But the comeback of the year is Roy Williams. Roy Williams last year was laughed at. A lot of people um, were saying that he's not a good coach. This was their proof that he's not a good coach. This is what everyone's always wanted, that Roy Williams is just fortunate to be in good programs. He's not an actual good coach. That's always been kind of the knock. And last year, a lot of people saw that and said, this is it. Roy Williams sucks. And the team sucked. And I think this year, Roy Williams makes a comeback. He gets the young freshman to play hard for him. And Carolina basketball comes back, quote unquote. I'm not saying they're winning the national championship. I'm not even saying they're going to make a final four. They're just not going to lose by 25 to Ohio State. 
Exactly. And they're going to be more of what we expect. Yeah, Yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Honestly, with Garrison Brooks, probably. I'll say that again. Uh, But we'll see what happens. I think that they're going to bounce back. And uh, I think that Roy Williams is going to bounce back this year. Come back of the year, Roy Williams. I agree with you. Carolina is definitely going to be – in the running for comeback of the year, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll 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 definitely be at least a nominee. I think. Langford's my number two, Josh Langford. Yeah, Josh Langford. State. I have I have him on my list as an honorable mention. But my my comeback, my preseason comeback of the year, the eye test, Tate. Mm. I think this is a big year for the eye test. Uh, the eye test has been much maligned in, in recent years. Uh, ever since Ken Palm came around, Ken Palm has become the guy. Kim Palm's, I, but but Kim Palm's algorithm this year is going to be all mm. over the place. There's not going to mm. be enough data. There's going to be just weird weird. Some team is like four and zero, another team is twelve and zero. Who, which team's better? Ken Palm mm-hmm. says, "Like I see it this way." <laughs> America looks at it. It's like Ken Palm, go home. You're drunk. We don't want to yeah. hear that. Get it out of our face. Get your data out of our face. <laughs> Plus, I don't need to point this out, Tate. We're living in a time mm-hmm. where, uh, how do I say this? People hate science. <laughs> <laughs> So I think we're primed as a college basketball community to be like, I see your data. I reject it. Get it out of here. Yeah. And yeah, I think yeah. uh, this is going to be a big talking point. We're at that we, time. Who would have thought? We, as we enter uh, Selection Sunday, too, where I, I test is going to be at a premium. I test mm. is back. I think I test is uh, is the thing. It's like people are like, get, get your RPIs. We tried the net. The mm-hmm. net worked for one week when Ohio State was number one in the initial net rankings, and then they weren't number one anymore. And I think all of America said, "We don't need this anymore." What's yeah, the point yeah. of this? This is yeah. obviously flawed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we so lost I, the RPI a few years ago. The RPI, a couple years ago. I think yeah. analytics in college basketball had a good run. It's over now. The eye test is back. Mm-hmm. That's that's my mm-hmm. prediction. I think which you and I always joke about the eye test, which is basically it's the letter I. It's I think this based <laughs> think on what I saw. Uh, but a lot of people like to say it's you know it's it's a blanket. It's just the eye yeah. test. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I like that. So I like there that. you go. Uh, bag drop of the year. <sighs> this is tough um, because there's the Chet Holmgrens of the world. There's there's the the top mm-hmm. flight guys that we would talk about that I would say you know. Well, you categorize- want me to go first because yeah, you that's go first. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, I'll okay. go first because yeah. I, I mind straightforward. Chris Holman's getting Chet Holmgren to sign for mm-hmm. Ohio State. I mean, that's mm-hmm. happened. I have I have sources that said it that, that said it's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was my dream last night. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Chet. I woke up in the middle of the night. I wrote it down on a notebook and then I rolled over and saw it this morning. I was like, oh, is that real? Am I recording that? <laughs> So Chet Holmgren is the, the the tall, skinny white kid from Minnesota. For those who don't follow mm-hmm. the recruiting that closely, uh, some which, some are saying the new Matthew Hurt. Um, it's becoming it's becoming a bit for me that like I I initially started to, like I remember when I used to say I don't follow recruiting and I was genuine with it. I was like I don't follow recruiting. I don't follow, and I've I think I've said the, that phrase so many times now that it's just become a bit that I say I don't follow because I mm-hmm. I'm starting to follow recruiting. <laughs> Uh, but, but Chet Holmgren is, is supposed to, he, he, he took a visit to Ohio state. He, in my knowledge, he's taken two visits. One was to Gonzaga. One was to Ohio state right before all the COVID stuff happened Tate. So, uh, he hasn't been visiting schools. It, it, mm-hmm. My understanding mm-hmm. is that he's just been visiting those Ohio state is like the last place he visited. So he's had a lot of time to think about that visit. He hasn't mm-hmm. had a new person come <laughs> along and like try to, you know what I'm saying? That's just festering. That's in his I, brain. All I see like, in my head is Chet Holmgren walking into the locker room, seeing LeBron James's locker and yep. looking over at everyone and going, what? So that is my, <laughs> yeah, it's here. He's got a, he's got, if you go to 24 seven, which I thought was reputable, but now I see this and I'm like, mm. I get this. Uh, no, he says that they say the three schools he's into, he, he did a final seven, right? Carolina's on the list as well. Yeah. 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 Yep. But 24-7 says it's Gonzaga, Minnesota, and Michigan. 
Because Minnesota's the local pick, Gonzaga's the favorite, and then Michigan's the one that scares me. Because Juwan Howard, mm-hmm. as I said, is is my bad guy of the year prediction, and I I am just sweating bullets over this. This is that is that is my nightmare scenario. As Chet Holmgren goes to Michigan, that can't mm-hmm. happen. I, well, I will see it, to it that it doesn't happen. In fact, personally, but I will that personally sets, see to it. <laughs> that sets in stone that like Michigan's a basketball school, and you guys are a football school. I don't want to no be fun. a football. I want to be yeah. a basketball school. I want Ohio State to win a basketball national championship. Mm, they did so, that one anyway. time. You know, people forget. <laughs> uh, what's your pick? Uh, my pick is simple because it just happened. And uh, bag drop of the year. This is the preseason bag drop of the year. It might be the final uh, season bag drop of the year when we get to the, the end of the year. Mason Miller. Mason Miller, son of Mike Miller. Uh, a man who was pulled out of Memphis. Uh, a guaranteed penny bag drop uh, at the end of the day. Mike Miller leaves his job. He opens up the recruitment. Mm-hmm. Mason Miller is down to two schools. Indiana and Creighton. I think the bag drop of the year is he goes to Creighton. I think he goes to Creighton. I think Doug McDermott gets Mason Miller. I think Mike Miller is around the program. I think Creighton makes a little push. Like I said, capital B blue blood, uh, bag drop of the year, Mason Miller. And if he goes to Indiana, I would give it to Indiana, but I do think it's Creighton, uh, fingers crossed. So Mason Miller, bag drop of the year to Creighton. All right. Mike Miller's son, for anyone that doesn't know, Mason Miller. Uh, All right, we got a couple more. And then uh, what do we got? We got two more. Yeah, two more. Our our penultimate Duffy mm. we're handing out the image make the preseason image makeover of the year. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. Hmm. Let's see here. You want you want to go first? You go first. Yeah, I get. I, I have right. my. I think this is the year that we finally all come together and we say, Coach Sampson, we're sorry. Mm. You're a good man. Okay. We respect your program. We like how you're running things at Houston. Houston is a sleeper Come back team. to Bloomington, coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is the year that I think Kelvin Sampson gets that credit, you know, like that credit back from the uh, the powers that be, I should say. And I, I know that a lot of people always, when he gets shown on TV, they're like, "Of course, you remember Kelvin Sampson yeah. at Indiana." And we talked about it ad nauseum. Yeah. yeah, the phone calls is now a legal thing that you can do. So it is what it is. I think this year Kelvin Sampson becomes like the likable guy that he should be, or he should, he has been the whole time it seems like and uh america falls back in love with them so image makeover kelvin sampson he's not a bad guy anymore he's just a good old coach that loves his guys mm-hmm. and gets the best out of them that's a great pick i like i like that pick a lot uh i have i mean patino and gillespie are the obvious ones like they're gonna try mm-hmm. something you know they're up to like, <laughs> patino patino's campaign so far he's coming out like being the voice of reason talking yes. about may madness yes. like let's push yes. it back to yes. start the season in march Rick Pitino is the Dr. Fauci of college yeah, basketball. Yeah, which right like now. He is, yeah. makes total sense to me as well because mm-hmm. I, what I said at the top of the show, positive vibes only. We're going to be fine. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, they say the vaccine is going to come out in the spring. Like maybe, maybe wait. Maybe, I don't know, but whatever. <laughs> Gillespie is not happening. Don't I'm not that, I'm not buying it. But I I do think someone's going to try. I think someone's going to write write an article that's going to be like Billy, you you were mm. wrong about Billy Gillespie, and here's why. And then I'm going to read it and be like, no. I was still pretty right about the guy. I think we have Fran McCaffrey not yelling as much. Mm. I think that's going to be an image makeover. I think Iowa's going to win a lot, and we're going to get shots of Fran McCaffrey actually smiling, which is yep. going to be like, whoa, Agreed. is this guy a nice guy? Uh, Shaka Smart having hair. That's yep. a, that's certainly making an And winning, because Texas winning. is going to be better than people think. I, uh, I'm i on that train. My pick is uh, I think Matt Harms at BYU. <sighs> I think wow. he's a guy who was hated by Big Ten fans, my father among them, absolutely mm. hates Matt Harms. Uh, has he's already won him over. Matt Harms has appeared on, he, he was on our show last night that we did for FS1. Uh, yep. he, he was on the podcast over the summer. My dad had nice things to say about him, but also mm. I, I just think he needed to change the scenery. I think it was like the Purdue brand 
just like there's something about the 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 chemistry of the brand the jersey he was wearing the role he was playing for Purdue he's playing in the Big 10 which I think like it's an uphill battle for white guys in the Big 10 already I think there's just like a a it just doesn't mm-hmm. feel right when white I, I don't know there's when you're an energy guy as well it doesn't play mm-hmm. i think byu is the change of scenery he needs he's going to play for a coach who's a big man we love mark pope but mark pope's a big man too so like mark pope can coach him up he can be like i played in the nba as a big man let me teach you matt so like where he's actually skilled and actually showing off his skill versus just being the guy with the that flips his hair back and is the energy mm-hmm. guy you know like that's what he's mm-hmm. been to most of america yep so my pick is matt harms i think people are going to actually like matt harms i think he's going to be be better then uh, he's been given credit. He was the, he was the crown jewel in the transfer market this year, and yeah. BYU got him. And I think I think people are going to like him now. That's my prediction. Yeah, and BYU is a likable team. I mean, Mark Pope is a likable coach. They have uh, you know there's there's a little bit of an air about the BYU program with the Brandon Davies history, where there's like unfinished business of uh, you know I mean no Brandon Davies his business was definitely finished. <laughs> yeah, that's what got yeah, him in trouble. what yeah one half of it was <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that, that Brandon that's Davies where we are. finished his business, rest assured. <laughs> My goodness. I mean, but like they this is their time, right? I feel like BYU last year, I liked Toulson, I liked Yoli Childs, I liked what they had going in the tournament. This year with Harms, they seem like they reloaded. So I don't know. I could see Harms definitely falling yeah. in be you know, having being the face of the program, but not being the face that it's like the hardworking white guy that like elbows people and stuff. Well, I could see him having like a uh who was the guy was it Eric Mika that played at BYU that had the monster game at yeah, the panel yeah. and beat Gonzaga? And I, I watched that whole game and he was he was lighting him up and then he went pro early and he should have stayed. He would have been awesome the next year. I see Matt Harms doing that. Like he's gonna have a monster game against Gonzaga. And everyone's going to be cheering for him because they're going to want Gonzaga to lose and because mm-hmm. Gonzaga will be number one and, and undefeated and, and all that stuff. And, and BYU will pull the upset because Matt Harms balls out. And then you're yeah. like, I like this guy. What's going on? This is weird. Is that the same guy I hated at Purdue? Yeah. And and, and I will say, like, uh, this is a little aside, but in Utah in general, they have a history of doing well with seven footers. I mean, they're like Jakob Pertle, uh I mean, obviously, was that just in the state of Utah, not talking about Utah itself. Greg Ostertag. Like, I mean, Andrew Bogue. I mean, the list. Go- yeah, you know, the list list goes on. So, like, Matt Harms in Utah. I like it. Seven footers in Utah. Good history there. So, uh, I'm all in on that image. All right. Forward. Our final du- preseason Duffy we are handed out. It is the mystery of the year uh, coming to you from two guys that uh, the, the, the mysteries in the past that we've had include is Zion fat? Mm. Is Scott Drew a good coach? Is Billy Preston ever going to be eligible or not? Uh, is my, what is Michael Porter jr's injury status? Is he healthy? Is he not healthy? Is he good? Is he mm-hmm. not what Michael Porter jr. In general, the mystery mm-hmm. continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is Jeff D'Angelo? <laughs> who is Jeff Jackson Simpson? And mm. was he intoxicated as he was behind the wheel on that fateful night? The mysteries abound on this program. If, if there will be mysteries this season, that much we know, but which will be the mystery of the year when it's all said and done. Mm. How is coach K's hair still black? That is the mystery of the year. Um, we've let it slide for three or four seasons now, but we're, we're getting into the territory of like, coach, just let it go. Let it happen. Uh, that That is my number one mystery this year that I'm trying to focus back in on. And number two is Sharif Cooper at Auburn. Uh, I think that he is the new Billy yeah. Preston. He is, uh, you know, right. just he's one of those guys where we're going to talk about his saga uh, as he goes through this process. I mean, he could end up playing in Lithuania for all we know. So those are my two. Coach K always, like, what's going on with the hair? And two, Sharif Cooper at Auburn. I, I locked me in officially on the Sharif Cooper uh, mm. pick. I, I think Should we play the going. music next think, time? Yeah, like, yeah, the- next time we'll, we'll play the music. Play the music out. Uh, I think Sharif Cooper is going to be the mystery. I think it's going to, especially if he goes overseas before 
like if if he just leaves Auburn now, mm. uh, and then no evidence has to come to light. No, no, you know, because at that point you don't have to say you don't have to reveal what's going on. If you suspend him for like six games, or I, then you start like. I, I, I think I think if he goes, it's a clean break, is what I'm saying. If he goes yeah, overseas, yeah. never plays for Auburn, then there's nothing has to happen, and no one ever has to know anything. And then so it'll mm. always be like, well, I wonder what happened. Why don't we know the story there? And mm. we'll have to kind of put on our journalism hat. I think we're gonna know the story. I, I, I think, think so. that Cooper's gonna talk. I think that Bruce <laughs> Pearl is gonna. I, I really do. I think that Cooper's gonna talk. I think that Bruce Pearl is gonna do his best to keep. I mean, honestly, it makes sense why he was so you know frazzled when he was on uh, the draft night. You know, it seems like a lot's going on in Auburn. So we're gonna have stories. Was he, was he on his way to to talk to Cooper? He's on his way to Cooper's house. <laughs> I think he was on his way to bury a body. I mean, he's like, I <laughs> take care of this. Uh, but I I digress. The other, the other options, Kobe King uh, would be another attractive Ooh, pick. That's but I think Kobe King, I, I don't think there's going to be much. It, it's a mystery now, but I think like we're going to look up in January and be like, oh, he's just done playing basketball. He's just like making mm. rap songs for SoundCloud. Like, yeah, I, I, I forgot to ask Brad Davison about that if he had listened to Kobe yeah. King's SoundCloud. And, uh, <laughs> that was another one of my regrets as we talked about uh, all these guys we've had on. I think Seth Towns at Ohio State is going to be on my radar. Mm. He uh, was Ivy League Player of the Year. Has not played basketball in a long time. He's got some Tommy Amaker product. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he was a big get in the offseason for Ohio State to get him to commit. But like now, all the word coming out of Columbus is like his knees aren't great, and is he healthy? Is he not healthy? That that mystery is mm. going to. He's not going to start the season, I don't think. I think he's gonna it's gonna take some a while before he comes back. If he comes back, is he gonna come back? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he's always mm-hmm. but he's good enough. He has the talent that he's going to be the ace up the sleeve. So like the mystery is always if Ohio State can get Seth Towns healthy, they're back and they're good. Yeah. We just yeah. got to get him healthy. We're mm-hmm. a week away. We're two weeks away. Two weeks to. <laughs> Just I hope he gets healthy. I'm pulling yeah. for him. I feel like he he uh, obviously had the you know the situation this summer with the you know police brutality and was out in the street and had to deal with that whole sort of thing. I mean, got he seems like a very like literally got, got arrested. arrested. Yeah, yes, got right. arrested I couldn't remember almost, exactly yeah. what happened, yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. He yeah. seems like a great guy. Uh, as as far as like you know the Here, here's a mystery. So. Here's a mystery. We should keep an eye on though. I think this one might this one has legs. This one might be a winner. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Greg Marshall getting paid eight million dollars? to resign from Wichita state. It finally happened. I don't think we actually talked about it on the show. He, he finally is no longer the head coach of Wichita state, which we were told was going to happen. And then it never really it did weirdly. Did. And then it finally did. Yeah. And then it finally did. And the mystery is if you have a, if you have cause to fire a guy and you could fire him and get a, and have a clean break and be done with it. Why would you pay him seven and a half million dollars? That's the question. Because and, he and knows the secrets. It's a, exactly. It's a, but yeah. what are the secrets? That's the mm. mystery tape. Mm. That is the mystery. Mm. And Wichita state said, it's like a done deal. Like they, they paid him. They closed the book. They wiped their hands. They said, never ask about this again. Mm-hmm. And all of us that are real journalists, we said, wait, that what? makes me want to ask. about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wasn't really going to ask about it. Honestly, yeah. like if you just yeah. would have fired him, I probably mm. wouldn't have asked about it. But now I want to ask about it. <laughs> now I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah, that's a good mystery. So the Greg Marshall uh, paid out mystery. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And then we're obviously going to find more as the season goes on. Um, one one thing we need to settle on, though, before we, we get to shout outs, uh, who is our bandwagon team? Mm. We never really picked this. but we, we were throwing it around. Uh, the season starts on Wednesday. I think we should settle this as a show because this is something that, that has become fun for you and I is to like yeah. – we each have our alma maters. We each have teams we kind of like, but I want like a shared experience. I want you mm-hmm. and I to watch this team together, cheer for them. I want mm-hmm. our listeners to cheer for them. If, if their team sucks, 
for example, or even if they don't suck, they just want like another team to watch. I want, I want a collective Titus and Tate friends of the program. All of us are in this together. We're, we're throwing all of our weight behind this one team and we've thrown out some candidates, but we haven't settled on one Tate. Yeah. So I think we should do this before the season starts. Right. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, it, it, what is the best? Because it's not you and I talking it out because we're going to have our own convictions. Is there another way that we can we can take our bandwagon? I had one idea. And, okay. We have a mascot on this program. His yes. name is Moses. He is my mm-hmm. golden retriever. He has mm-hmm. appeared on the show famously many times by barking, by speaking. <laughs> I say, Moses, speak. And he goes, <laughs> it happened. People said it didn't happen. The haters it said happened. it didn't happen. I saw it. It happened. Yeah. What if there's a what if we pick some candidates? I do the I do my little thing where I put treats out and then he picks one and then that's who that's, we, that's we let the Moses answer. decide. So that that's the answer. Let's do a final four and we'll let Moses pick based on treats. So who are the candidates? We have let, let's go, let's throw all the candidates on the table, whittle it down to a final four. We have okay. Illinois. Think, uh, Illinois, you you are very high on them. I, I'll throw mm-hmm. them in the mix. I like them. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State, because Kate, we want Kate, Kate Cunningham. Cunningham and March Madness. Mm-hmm. I think we threw out Tennessee. We want to get Tennessee, Fulgerson, yeah. Yeah, and we feel bad just about a couple of years ago when we left them <laughs> off our preview. I think that's more more than anything. Yeah, it's guilt. But yeah, getting folked up would be a lot of fun, and mm-hmm. and yeah, Tennessee's a good pick. Uh, UCLA. I wanted, do, I wanted uh, to do Creighton. You don't want Creighton. That's okay. Like we're, I, we're I'm actually I, I I based on Mason Miller, who I think I just yeah. looked up. He did commit to Creighton today. Um, so I am actually. Oh, he did. In. He committed. I just looked it up. He committed to Creighton today. I didn't even realize it. He committed to Creighton. So backdrop of the year I already called it. I already won. Uh, it's over. Yeah, already, already Stop won. Stop the it. count. <laughs> yeah. So Creighton, I'm actually back in on because if they have Mike Miller, uh, and Mason Miller, they they can be in the mix. So we'll throw Creighton out there. I like Zigarowski. So we'll all right. Well, is that because the the other ones I I was thinking Arizona State. I don't I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm no. yeah. No. Arizona no. State. No. We will not know. give Zach Schwartz that. No. Yeah. What about? Your family, your religion, and Rutgers mm. basketball. Rutgers should be in there. Rutgers for sure. What about like? And then I was thinking of like a mid-major of like Richmond or UNC Greensboro or Furman or one of those. You know, let's go UNCG Isaiah Stewart. Let's. Well, let's well, go. So who? So what is our final four? Do we want more than four? <laughs> no. Uh, do we want eight? Do we want an elite eight? No. Let's just do a final four. We'll knock them all out. Right. I. Uh, all right. So Illinois. So has Arizona Illinois. State's out. Okay, yeah. Uh, Illinois has to be on it. You think Illinois? Yes, I, yes. I, Oklahoma yeah. State has to be on it because we told Kate Cunningham. We told that, Kate. We promised Kate. We uh, promised Kate. <laughs> we can't break Tennessee. That. Here's Character the problem. The problem with Illinois and Tennessee both. Like I want them on there. I'm on their bandwagons. My problem, mm-hmm. if if I can raise a concern here, is that they're ranked too high to start the season. What is the AP poll? Let's. Is is that like? Can you can you I, get on I, a I think bandwagon Tennessee, of a team that's. I think Tennessee's 12, so I feel like that's far enough back oh, that, that, that oh, they can be then, fine. Uh, uh, Creighton's like 11th, right? Yeah, so I think I think All Tennessee's right. fine. Tennessee, I think that there might be – I mean, Illinois, I, I don't even care that's about preseason rankings. Illinois. I know you I don't, don't care, though. Like, it's narratives. Yeah. We, we, Creighton is 11th, Tennessee's 12th. <sighs> we'll, we'll leave Illinois on there because they need we it. Have to like, leave, we have to leave Illinois But here's the on. problem, if, too. If we take Illinois, Illinois, Illinois is a Big Ten school, and so mm-hmm. I noticed there's no ACC school, so it's easy for you to cheer for all these teams. Like, Illinois plays Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I have to get off the bandwagon and then back on. And then, well, if, if you want to throw a far, if you want to throw Florida State in there as a bandwagon team, I mean, I'm always in on Florida State. I mean, Coach yeah. Hamilton is the most likable coach in America. So, I mean, outside of maybe Mike Bray, but I, I think uh, Florida State could be in the mix. So, but then, who are we taking on? That that's the only problem. Is like okay, Rutgers, Rucker, Rutgers, Rutgers is staying in. Rutgers got to stay in. Okay, so then there's no mid major. Then I mean, all right. Dude, you 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 just Dicky V'd this bracket, like you said. Yeah, there should be, I know. There should be I'm trying to all teams I, I, in a 68-team bracket. I, I, well, I coach Kate it. I'm trying to figure out what to I do think now. I I have to make an executive. I think Illinois has to be off. I do. Ugh. 
I don't want to do. I think that's your thing. I think that has to be your All thing. Right. All right, that's my thing. I I am on because, the Illinois bandwagon. Because I, I'm just it passes my eye test. Listen, I I think Illinois is one too good. I think mm. two that are like if it comes down to Illinois and Ohio State for the Big Ten title or something like I I don't want to have to pick. I mean Rutgers is in the Big Ten too, but come on, it's mm. Rutgers. Like yeah let's yeah, be real. Okay, <laughs> yeah. we, we can leave Rutgers. The, so Illinois fans, I'm sorry. Like I'm on your bandwagon ish, but like, mm. I, I want this pick to be full steam ahead. I'm all behind it. I don't want it to be an ish thing where I have to put the cap on and off, you know, mm. I'm all in. I, I will not take the cap off. <laughs> the, I I will not cliff Alexander, the Illinois, the fight in the line. Then how are we going to get like, then how are we going to do it, dude? Because we got to take somebody <laughs> off. Okay. So like, who's off? If it's not Illinois, who is it? Is it Rutgers? Yeah, get Rutgers out of there. <laughs> Rutgers. <laughs> So Rucker, no, and then no mid major. You're saying no to Greensboro or Furman or Richmond. I think Richmond or UNCG could be in there. But all right, so what are the four that we have? What are the we have Illinois, we have? Oklahoma State, Tennessee, and Creighton. Those are the four right now. All right, so take out take out Tennessee. That can be me. I'll get folked up on my own. All right, you get folked up on your own time. I'll get folked uh, up on my own time. And, and who are we I putting think- in? Illinois, Oklahoma State, Creighton, and then we need a fourth. Either Rutgers, say Richmond, Greensboro, Furman. I think UNCG. It All should right. be Richmond, honestly. Maybe maybe we'll say Richmond. <laughs> All right. It's one, it's one or the other. Dude, we were tracking for this to not be a two-hour podcast. Well, I will say, like, I, I, I'm in my head because UNCG, I mean, I don't want people to think I'm being biased. All I right, so no, no so, UNCG. Yeah, we'll we'll we, go Richmond. We don't want to do Furman because then if we end up picking Furman, then UNC Greensboro fans yeah. will really hate us. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're in the same conference. So we'll go Richmond. All right. That's perfect. So our choices are we have to have one eight tenths. Sorry, Dayton fans. Dayton, we had Dayton last year. They were an eight yeah, yeah. last year. So yep. maybe we'll throw a mid-major in there just for fun. Uh so our choices are Illinois, Oklahoma State, Richmond, and Creighton. That's a pretty good four. Do you want to do let me see here? So Richmond will be the four seed. How do how do we do it? So what's the first matchup? Illinois Creighton? Illinois mm. Illinois Richmond, right? Illinois, Illinois number Richmond. one. Illinois yeah, and then Richmond's yeah. the four seed. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Richmond's All the right. four seed. <laughs> Seating doesn't matter because I'm, I'm so t- I'm Moses, so stressed. Moses, he's knocked out. It, it's gonna take Moses. Come on, up, get up. Come on, we gotta put you to work. Come on, come here. Moses, please help us. Come here, up. You gotta get up. He's like, damn it, I was sleeping. I don't care about your. All right, here we go. He's sitting here. I don't know if you can see this. I don't know how. To oh, there he is. The we got him. We got him. He's he's laying down. You're just gonna have to trust me, Tate. I I don't know how to work the camera to get it down. He's laying on the ground. <laughs> Uh, I have in my left hand, left hand or right hand, Illinois or Richmond. So right hand, right hand, Illinois. Right hand should be Illinois because he's sitting slightly. He's, one to, he's sitting yeah. slightly to my right, so that yeah. gives Illinois a slight advantage. Yeah, exactly. Home court right. advantage. And then Richmond's yeah. my left. All, All right. right, here we go. Whew. Three, two, one. Okay, Moses, pick one. Okay, come on, up. It's Illinois. Yeah, he went right for it. He knew. Perfect. He Perfect. Knew. Good pick. Sorry, Richmond. We tried. Mm. Mm. Uh, so now we have Oklahoma State and Creighton. Oklahoma State is the one, the, is two, the seed. two seed, and Creighton yeah. is the three seed. Moses, mm-hmm. come over here. Sit. Same thing. I right feel like hand. this is an upset. Right hand will be then Oklahoma State, right? Because they're yep. the two yep. seed. Left yep. hand is Creighton. Okay. Oh, he looked. He looked over at at Creighton, but he picked Oklahoma State. Oh, so it's gonna be a close game. Yeah, race yeah, is sixty nine. <laughs> and this is it. This is to decide. The Titus and Tate bandwagon Ooh. team of the season, unless they start out slow and, <laughs> and then and we'll find out. We'll we're doing this whole thing again. <laughs> but to start the season, it is Illinois uh, represented with the right hand, <laughs> Oklahoma State represented with the left hand. Yep. Okay. 
He went Oklahoma State. He went wow. left. I swear wow. to God. He, wow. he, mixed, he mixed it up. Good job, buddy. Honestly. Good job, buddy. Oh. Honestly, that makes me feel so much better about Arcade Cunningham. Promise yeah. that. We, so it's official. The Lock team that, yeah, America hates this team. They don't yep. want them to make the tournament. They think that they dropped the bag for Kate Cunningham. But you know what Titus and Tate says? Who cares? Who cares? We're here. We're supporting you. We want you to be in the tournament. We want the appeals to work. Let's stretch it out. Let's wait what? till next year. Yep. Oklahoma State forever. Oklahoma State is officially our bandwagon team. Again, until they lose. If, if Nobody tell the, Doug Godley. Please, yeah. don't if, tell Godley. Yeah, don't tell Doug. If halfway through the season, Oklahoma State feels like Ben Simmons at LSU, I might hit the eject button. and We might, yeah, we, might yeah. we might do Illinois. But uh, right now, Oklahoma State is the team. Moses, you want to cheer for Oklahoma State? You want to speak? Speak? Speak. Speak. Oh. I heard it. There it is. Nice. Yeah, he's on the bandwagon. Let's yeah, go. Let's go, Cowboys. Uh, shout outs, closeouts. What do we got? Man, I just wanted to shout out uh, to Fox Sports One uh, and Fox Sports in general. A year ago, you and I, uh, like I said, we weren't doing a podcast. We didn't know what was going on. And then uh, today, last night, Monday night, last we were night. on FS1. We were doing a CBB we preview show. My parents were so proud. Roy Williams, their coach, was on the show with us to open the show. So uh, I just want to shout out to Fox for uh, you know believing in us and shout out to you and I for making it happen. I also want to shout out our bosses who are, are mm. fine people, very good people, uh, good very people. attractive, very hardworking, mm. smart people. Mm. Um, and I, I, you can't say enough great things about them. So shout yep. out to all the people that sign my paycheck and give me opportunities. I, yeah. I love you, you. You're the I best. Love you. We love you. <laughs> and, and thank God that, you know, you guys are laughing, I uh, think with us or at us. It doesn't really matter as long yeah, as you're laughing. That's the whole point. <laughs> as long as the check just laugh. Yeah, I don't just care. Laugh. <laughs> What I'm a, literally what? laughing all the way to the bank. As long as my check's cashed, as long as the bag is still full, I don't mm. care. <laughs> I really what, what a Duffy's though. I feel like, uh, I feel like I actually just watched a season. Yeah. I just, I feel like I just went yeah. through a season. That's a, well, we that's have... what, that's kind of what we were doing. We're thinking like in case of emergency, break glass. And mm. this is the season. We can, we we can take this season. back. Yeah. yeah. We'll just say this was the season. Uh, before we go, I want to shout out Jay Sean Tate. Uh, mm. who's a guy that, that is beloved on this show because, uh, I'm an Ohio state graduate and your name is Tate. Yep. So a guy who's named Tate and played at Ohio State is mm. a uh, is a guy that's going to be loved on the show. He just signed a three-year deal with the Houston Rockets, Tate. What? He's, he's, he is the the next P.J. Tucker is what they're saying. He's a 6'4", power forward, slash maybe center, who the hell knows. But no, he balled out in the Australian League, the R.J. Hampton uh, yep. Lamella Ball League. He was yep. balling out. Um, and he just signed a deal with the Rockets, a three-year deal. You believe that? Yeah. Shout out to Jay Sean Tate. 6'4", 230-pound Jay Sean Tate, who plays power forward. I mean... Um, People one of forget my favorite, Charles Barkley also six foot yeah, four. No. So there you go. Jay Sean is one of my favorite Buckeyes. He's he's just like an all around good dude. Fun to cheer for. He, he's he's awesome. He, he's, he's the best. He's an awesome, awesome guy. So and a three x three U champion. The the yeah, first year the the inaugural championship that we did the three x three U tournament. He was the champion and uh, he threw down one of the most uh, monstrous ducks I've seen live. Um, and obviously dude. we were so close to the court, but like he literally almost jumped from the free throw line and just put someone. It's been nut. said like, before, it, it, folks. If you like. Hefty, slightly too short, but can jump out of the gym. Left-handed power forwards who mm. were number one in college. Yeah, Raekwon Gray, Jay Sean Tate, Zion Williams. Zion Williams. There's the list. That's there the you list. go. That's the big three. <laughs> <laughs> They're Done. all nasty. So, <laughs> uh, 
Is that it? Is that all our shout outs? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Have a, uh, I, we're, we're taking the rest of the week off for the holidays. So, um, this is it. Uh, we'll, we'll be back after the season starts. Congratulations, folks. We made it. We made it to a season, I guess. Shout out to college basketball. Shout out to yes. us. Shout out to the listeners. We, we made it through the, the dark summer is over. Mm. We are fine. We positive vibes only. We are going to see this thing through to the finish line. Tate and I will be in Asheville, uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm flying out on Friday, I think. Um, mm. Yeah, and then we're gonna be in Asheville all of next week, so we're gonna be boots on the ground reporting what's going on inside that bubble. We're gonna bubble it up. Yeah, get, it's gonna be great. Get tested all the time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. See what that looks like. So yeah, college be, basketball is officially back. We're gonna be all about it, and uh, we're gonna be all in it. We're gonna be a part of it, which is the craziest part. This is uh, something that you and I have been talking about. It seemed like mm-hmm. it was far from reality. And the fact that it's so close, uh, I it feel blessed. So I feel, yeah, it feels amazing. So we can't wait. We appreciate all the friends of the program joining us for the yeah. journey. Uh, and we're excited to to saddle up and go for it again, yeah. because it's going to be a wild season. It's going to be the dumbest. The it's going to be the <laughs> dumbest season of all time. Yes. And that is perfect for us because that's yep. what we do best is dumb stuff. So yeah, let's, let's get stupid together and let's have a good time. <laughs> let's get folked up <laughs> and congratulations to the Purdue Boilermakers, my preseason national champion. Uh, all right. That's the show. Everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. Mm. We will see you back here next week when we have real life college basketball wow. takes about the games that we have witnessed and, and we are ready to fire them off on who's overrated, who's underrated, who's properly rated, all of it. Mm. God, I'm so mm. excited. College basketball's back. Go Cowboys. Cowboys.